coming up on Just Elders Podcast. I get my journey. I get where I'm at right now. And for those that don't know, just a quick synopsis of how I landed here. We got to edit her name out because she don't fuck with me. Spark my love for chocolate sisters. This is my first chocolate sister. Dang, dang, Before dang. then, it was light skin and white. <laughs> dang, dang, dang. Oh, yeah. Another lesson I learned with Spinify, too. I would no longer. I didn't want to. I could only work with people that I wanted to drink with after work. This nigga Keaton drove his brand new Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he done got some cars. <laughs> <laughs> dang, dang, I got a girlfriend. Dang. He got some cars. <laughs> Going back to what you said, do you feel like it is to the detriment of making decisions for your family? I always, I always think about that shit because I always think about like what we doing and shit and like, Nobody believes that shit until until you do that shit. Nobody believes until you. Do I mean, it. like until I get there, this is my version of going to the edge of the sea. I'm on the Nile River, overlooking the river, and I'm like, bro, this is the life I want, and I'm not gonna get this. And I want to be, I'll bring my family and my friends out. And I, I remember calling you and I said, bro, I just ordered all the equipment. I was like, I'm not doing anything else unless I can control it. And, 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 yeah, so that's how that's how Jess Elders got here. Yeah. <coughs> ready? Born ready. I did, did something. My bad. Just like this. <laughs> It's Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. Time for your favorite podcast. Your favorite podcast. The off-season, nigga. Applying motherfucking pressure in this game. J. Cole. Turn this shit up, man. Applying pressure, starting my crime with crime festers, and I'm showing like they ain't a second trimester. Hey, why niggas throw a shot at two online? I pay no mind to their benign gestures. Nigga, please, I got my mind on much bigger things to say the least. My latest speeches sound like they was released by David East. Versus hit hard, never pitched hard or played the streets. These niggas whips hard. Now we're doing just like this. What's up, family? It's your boy Elders. You're tuned to the greatest podcast. Never hit the airways. That is the Just Elders podcast. I am super excited we're about to record the greatest episode we have ever recorded i say it every time and i mean it every single time before we get started let me thank each and every last person that listens to kwame tired of that shit if y'all see that cover so yeah y'all saw that cover <laughs> that's how jordan was cussing that nigga out <laughs> Exactly. That shit fucked up. That why the picture was perfect. Yeah, that was a perfect picture. Uh, man, shout out to the Commissioner Gordon, man. Uh, just game. Game, real game, real. Now, I knew he was going to be knowledgeable. It's funny when you bring people on and you're not, a knowledge, you're not an expert at something, but you can kind of hear that, eh, this nigga really don't know. Nah, uh, we sound like a real sports. 
Like, it showed me how much we don't be talking about sports. Bruh, on this for real. Because I told him, I was like, yeah, he was like, man, I want to come back. And I was like, I ain't going to lie down. Every time there's some sports shit, like, you just got to come through. He's like, like, he's like a sports mall. <laughs> Look, exactly, exactly. Um, What's so funny? He was like, yeah, you need to come through my podcast. I'm like, yeah, bro, I really don't be talking sports. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but... But because sports is so political, something's gonna happen. It's gonna be the perfect. Yeah, like, like I, I could call Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, shit, I, uh, I come in on some shit like yeah. that. But like straight up, I wouldn't even do your shit like that. <laughs> straight up sports. Like I'm one of them niggas that, like, if I'm at a game or if I'm at a bar and they watching it, yeah. I know enough about sports and I can, you know, I can get in it and you know I can talk shit. Well, you know enough about talking shit in conversation. Yeah, so. you know what I'm saying that. That's what I can like because I because you're very convincing. Like, <laughs> I was like, what you don't fuck with Kwame? Nigga, please. But, I don't want to talk to you. No exactly. More. Exactly. Look, and then most people don't know what the fuck they talk about. They don't. So that's why I always and you don't seem to do this plenty of time. I'm like, put a hundred dollars on it, nigga. Put a. But put see, it. that's when you know you run into a real sports nigga because they get hyped. Exactly. Like, All right, bro. Exactly, but yeah, but, most of the side, but bro, I really don't. But shit. most time, I be trying to test to see if a nigga for real. I like nigga put. A, Put twenty dollars on a nigga. See, most time I have my brother with me. And I, just, <laughs> he I, I put he knows. I think he be knowing those stats and shit. I put money on his it, ass all day. It's funny. I was at um, I was at my girl uh parents' house uh, last Sunday, mm-hmm. and they had a little cookout, and they were watching the uh the playoffs with yeah. the Hawks. That game that uh they won hey. the first game. <laughs> so it's so funny. All the men was outside, right? Uh, watching the game. Watching the game. So I'm out there sitting out there with them. And you know, the, you know how the women do. They come, you just sit on your lap. Or like, all the women just came out at the same time, just mm-hmm. put their hand behind on your shoulder, standing from behind. Everybody like, get their man. Yeah, everybody, everybody's <laughs> in some position with their man. But all the men are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking around, just feeling unmanly. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, shit. Touchdown. Well, I ain't going to lie, for me, no, the only the only sports that I like to watch, which you know people really don't know, is baseball. Like, I could watch baseball, mm. right? Like I love going to the Braves game. No, I like going to the game. Now basketball, I can't get into it to the fourth quarter because I know. And let, now unless it's a blowout, like if, if these niggas are just balling, blowing niggas out, then the game is done. But that fourth quarter in basketball, bro, that shit always changes. Yeah, because cause like it's like watching the last round of Family Feud. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, because you know, nothing it doesn't win. Like nothing even matters. Like yeah. until the fourth quarter. Like exactly. niggas can be in basketball. Like what's that? see football? It's all on the with who I'm watching. So it's some yeah. football teams. Just like much as I hate to say, I don't like giving white people credit, but you gotta watch Tom Brady in the hey, fourth man. quarter. Hey man. Well, I, I fuck with Brady because I know he was fucking with Brown. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what? Side note, bro, Brown, do not fuck with no. I was thinking about it, and every time I think about a new nigga, pop, Chris Brown, Bobby Brown, Kwame Brown, James Brown, <laughs> now Antonio Brown. Like, bro, these niggas, these Brown niggas, whatever plantation they came from. Now, Brown, what's so crazy? <laughs> Alex Brown. Remember, I talked about uh, my best friend. Damn. It makes sense, dog. Hey, man, that, that, that Brown, Brown. Brown boy, hell, but I low key now I feel like Brown wouldn't even know plantation. Those niggas that just ran away and called themselves, like, "I'm Brown." Random question, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Random, that's funny. <laughs> Jeffrey Brown. Man. Random question: 
How many times, like, we talk, we say that all the time, same plantation, right? Mm -hmm. But I notice I don't meet a lot of white people named Washington. I can Google it. Mm. I know they exist. Mm -hmm. But you notice you don't really meet a lot of white people with your namesake. Well, I'm going to tell you something funny. I did meet one lady that had my namesake. But she, so it was spelled like, hey, good. Yeah. H-E-Y. G-O-O-D. Man, that was kind of, they're trying to lose y'all. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's like some, and she was, she was explaining something to me about like how our people came and they was like settlers in South Carolina. So I was like, oh, wow, my people from South Carolina. So she made a joke like, oh, we could be relatives. I was like, yeah, your people could have owned my people. Yeah, she, she, she ain't no relative. Exactly. Relative, I'm pretty sure somebody was trying to. So I know this is the same lady. That told Tyler Perry when he worked at that job, American Honda. I used to work at the same job yeah. before, you know, Tyler Perry. That was the same lady that was Tyler Perry's supervisor and told Tyler Perry he was going to be shit. Damn. They said they, like, it's a couple workers that remember Tyler Perry working, like, people who been there. Yeah. They're like, that nigga used to come in, right, work, lunchtime, write plays. After he got off work, chill in the car. And then you, you found out he was living in the car. But you got a discount with Honda working at that place. And they said, like, that nigga grinded for, like, a year. They said they looked up. This nigga was gone doing plays. That's a good topic. They looked up again. He's Tyler Perry. You know what I'm saying? And I always I always think about that shit because I always think about, like, what we doing and shit. And, like, nobody believes that shit until, until you do that shit. Nobody believe in you. I mean, like, we about to, this is episode 98. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like. Sheesh. And niggas. Wish y'all could see my face right now. And niggas still. Uh, they, they, they can see some of us on together. At least Patreon. At least, <laughs> at least the Patreon people are going to see this because I'm on here too. So they're going to be like, damn, keep out here talking to me. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, niggas don't believe it until they see it, bro. And still, even, even with 98 episodes, I feel like we are just hitting the stage like what Tyler Perry was doing like we're just now we, we wrote our play we did our first one people liked it and now we gotta just keep doing it and build that momentum up you know what I'm saying yeah cause it's like you know I always tell people Kevin Hart was Kevin Hart before we knew who Kevin Hart was right we always say that Dame Dash told y'all niggas yeah like we we always say but it makes sense even if I look at myself right I I know I'm Eldridge. You know that shit. You know what I'm saying? Niggas that fuck with us know that. But it's a numbers thing. Don't many niggas know. Like, but the niggas that do know, fuck with it. We talk about this all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Niggas, every time I let somebody hear the podcast, like, I be showing y'all the screenshots because that's why I be taking Lyft and Uber. It's guaranteed I got a new subscriber if I get in your Uber. <laughs> like, you might not listen to that motherfucker all the time, but you subscribe to this bitch. Um, so it's like, for me, what I'm telling niggas, I'm like, you are like, what's the process of continuing the grind? Like, I think niggas be struggling trying to figure out, all right, when do I give up? You know what I'm saying? When do I give up? Or when do I keep pushing? Or. What's what is the difference between this not being a good plan and this just being ahead of his time? Like you know what I'm saying? It's like all 
all of the conundrums you go through as like an entrepreneur or a trendsetter. It's like, yeah, I mean, ain't nobody fucking with that shit. Like uh, that shit, media shit. I mean, it. it, it that's a good question. I think I, I think it comes from like some of that J Cole shit we was talking about, right. where like if you did it before and fucked up, yeah. the older you are, you have more opportunities. It's like I ain't gonna let this one slip. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know I could honestly be saying that type of shit. Like it, things keep coming back in the same reiteration, but it's like how are you gonna handle it this time? Yeah, cause like for I mean, me and your me and your journey made sense, bro. It make a lot of sense, and I look back like because I'm watching some people win in my circle, and I know exactly why they won. I know when they started. I seen them stay consistent, and that's the key. That's the key. That's the key. Because I think about, no, I've known you five years, and I could say three things. If you did May, as many years, say you didn't do no spending final investment, every year was just May, May, May. Mm-hmm. By this time this year, May would have did something right. somewhere on the big scale. Spendify, same thing we, we talked about on the pod before. Right. Uh, the other company invested. Must have. We've seen that. And, and we know By the way, he reached out to my mom. That's one. Okay. Yeah, he want to buy her five shares out. The shares. So for those that listen, I give shares to my company to family members. Mm-hmm. Um, five shares of Spendify still own, controlled by my mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, he reached out to her. And he was like, "Yeah, I want to buy it." So she called me. Yeah. So I told this guys, it's a play. Something happened. Yeah. But I expect that though. Yeah, and I told my mom, I'm like, I walked away knowing that if it turned into a billion dollar company tomorrow, I'm cool because you get your part. I walked away. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I did what I did. I walked away. Mm-hmm. Now I know, I as much as I know, I contributed to where it is right now. That billion will have nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. if it makes sense. It will, but it wouldn't. And, and, and you have, you know me. You have to prove it to me that ain't got nothing to do with me. Right. I mean, I know it. It's like if you marry your wife that you met at my party at my house. Yeah. It got something to do with me. But if I didn't directly introduce you to her, I didn't put you in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, eh, it's still a level of, <laughs> it's still put it like this. If, if, if I know I got to shout you out, then it, that's and that's where that real nigga. That's just where that Joe shit come from, right? We ain't signed nothing, but just on principle, you know what I'm saying? It's like, did you see that story about the lady who uh, had a million dollar ticket? You saw that shit, mm-hmm. right? Oh my god, New Jersey, a lady was scratching off a ticket. She thought she didn't win, right? So she just handed it to the cashier, Indian dude. Just handed it to him, so he was like, he just finished scratching it. One million dollars on a scratch off, bro. So the dad come in because the dad on the store. So the son want to keep the ticket for a million dollars. And you know, in these day real, you know, booties. So <laughs> he was like, son, you can keep the money. But just know God didn't give it to you like that. So it can ruin your life. So they end up giving the lady back the million dollar ticket just off of principle. But then because of that, she broke the nigga up with a hundred thousand. Like, he said he wanted to buy a Tesla. You know what I'm saying? 
But that's just a principle. Nah, principle. Oh. She owed that nigga more than a hundred thousand. But nah, because you know after taxes you didn't get them a half a meal. So I give you twenty percent. Find this fee. No, like you get in. So if a million, I'm gonna I'm bust out half because I'm gonna cash it out right then. I want mine cash. I don't want my annual annuity. Annuity. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Annuity. Nah, nah, nah. work. I want mine now. Right now. It's my money, and I, I want, want it now. now. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. That shit remind me of that movie, that old school movie. You remember the uh the cop or the the man with the waitress, and he like, if I win, I'm gonna split it with you. It's an old school white movie, man. Like it's just in New York. It's a guy go to a diner every day, and he tell the woman, I I split the ticket to you if I win. They, that's their thing. If I win, I'm a, I'm gonna split it with you. They say this all the time to each other. I think he a cop, she a waitress. One day he actually wins. And he split it with the bit. I mean, like I said, some shit is off principle. But like I said, all that to go back to that situation. Off of principle, you get a billion dollar deal, you would have to kick something back to the boy. Well, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't I mean, even. I, I mean I, now, expecting it, nah, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't hang my hat on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't read the paper and be like, oh, spend if I close the deal. Like, like, it's, like, nah. I don't know, bro. Like, the way I see it is, if it wasn't, now, if this is something old we set up back in the day, like a conversation that we had back in the day, and it would just re-spark, that's different. If if it's that, or if you found me from any old engagements. Right, but if it's some new drummed up. Yeah, now, if it's new, yeah, new drummed up, but like I said, you gotta, I gotta see that it's new and drummed up. You can't, be sitting down talking to somebody about a title deal while I'm working on the title deal and try to bring the deal to me like it's brand new. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. So, saying that to say, I get my journey. I get where I'm at right now. And for those that don't know, just a quick synopsis of how I landed here. Past hundred episodes. I know, right? Um... I want to go back to the very beginning. Like, I wanted to act. That was the goal. Yeah, that's a new show I learned. I, you, you, you bullshit on that because you could have been in something by now, dog. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you why. Right? I'm going to tell you why I'm not. Because you were just on some shit uh, with them old niggas. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to tell you why I'm not there. So, I, re- I remember graduating high school. This shit be like blurring together. Like I just remember graduating high school and I'm working. It was a time period where my my family lost everything. Mm-hmm. They had to move into my apartment. Yeah, I remember you told that, yeah. And I remember in that era I was just working. I was just working, working like That's when you had a jewelry store job. Yeah, right? I had a jewelry store job. Uh I I worked for a jewelry store, leading worship at this uh youth group. Mm-hmm. A uh, sunglass hut and a jury, another look. Uh, it was like Claire jewelry, yeah. but it was called Beautify. Okay. It was a custom jewelry. So I had four jobs and I had my license suspended. So I was literally like, Damn. and that's and you was in Atlanta, boy. You're too hot. I had no, but no, look, my license suspended and I never drove. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's why it really irked me when niggas be like, well, I can't get a job because I can't get a ride because my job was at Gwinnett Place Mall. Stonecrest Mall, Gwinnett Place Mall, Monroe, and uh, the airport were my four different jobs. So 
I literally planned this shit. Like, I would tell a nigga to come pick me up at this time. Uh-huh. Soon as he, like, I'm like, bro, please just don't be late. Soon as they got, I get off, I run, get in my car, take me there. Like, I'm literally just boom, boom. Like, it's coordinating this shit perfect. Yeah, this shit funny. Like, where we cross paths at uh, Gwinnett Place Mall, I didn't even know it. <laughs> shit would be crazy as hell, shit bro. I used to be at Sunglass Hut, bro. I was a sunglass. And the reason why I worked at so many places, Sunglass Hut. Oh, when, when was you working at Sunglass Hut? Man, it's, it's like nine. 2009. 10, 9, 10. Okay, nah, nah, I wasn't there then. Because I know it used to be like a little, I used to wear lens crafters in Gwinnett Place Mall. Yeah, and we, I used to go down because the sunglasses has in Macy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go down, used to be a bad little shawty down there. Brown yeah. skin, now I can't remember her name. Golly. So, sungla- sunglass hood, how I used to kill them, their system is tied together. The system is tied together. So, literally, you can clock in at one store, you can clock in at all of them. So, when I found that out, I used to call all the stores and say, yo, if y'all need somebody, if somebody need to be off, I'll come work for you. Mm-hmm. So literally, I would, I would work at, I worked at Lenox, the airport, Gwinnett Place, Stone Creek. I was on light working, bro. I used, that's how I used to work up at Lenox Crafters. I used to buy, I'll close. I'll yeah, close. I would close. Look, and what, so then headquarters like, how the fuck is he keep getting overtime? When he only, you know what I'm exactly. saying? And then they figured out the play. So they figured out. Yeah, they so, they, so they tried to, so they, before they shut it down, I ended up going to, uh, Littman Jewelers mm-hmm. for the overall thing. But going back to it. So I remember my pop pivoting, left Georgia, and he seen the play was to go to Texas. Okay. He was storm chasing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, my pop left Georgia, went to El Paso, Texas. They were doing working insurance claims, mm-hmm. whole bunch of money. And my dad had got a contract, and he just needed he needed guys. He was flying like 20 guys out, getting them all the places to stay, renting cars, all of this, paying this much money a week. So he was like, look, you want to come? I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. Fuck it. So I literally left all of this shit because I needed a big bag mm-hmm. to do my real plan. I needed to save. I was and what, and so. What was the real plan? The, the real plan was for what? The real plan was moving to L.A. with my aunt Winnie. Okay. So my aunt Winnie, you know now. Oh, she, she was in L.A. Yeah, she lived in L.A. for like ten years. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, y'all are traveling mm-hmm. ass family. Oh my, my aunt Winnie is like a lot of that come from her. Like she left when her mother died when she was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Went to Florida, from Florida, Detroit, Detroit to L.A. L.A. to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, New Orleans, and she just came back to Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Like, so my aunt, she be everywhere. So she was like, um, she was like, man, come out here. Because I remember I went to prom mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Her best friend yeah, invited yeah. me to take her daughter to prom. So I went to prom. Everybody was feeling me. I'm in love with Will Smith. I'm like, I got a good personality. I just know me. If I go out there, and you had a little haircut at the time, no, yeah, no like locks, so he was he was clean. I just feel like if I go out there when I'm young, it's gonna pop. It's gonna pop. You You'll know, be what on there with Kenny and Kale. Yeah, right. <laughs> this was the plan. So saving up for that wasn't necessarily working. So I go work with my pop in uh Texas, El Paso, Texas. Called Troy, who was in Houston at the time. Okay, so I'm like, yo. I'm about to stack my bread up. When I finish here, I'm coming down to Houston. And then when I leave Houston, from there, I'm going to L.A. Los Angeles Recording School accepted me. Oh, shit, okay. Uh, so I was going out there because, you know, I'm still 
dibble dabble with music, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know, I learned how to engineer. Yeah, I heard the tracks. Yes, yeah, so I learned how to engineer and do all this shit. So this is the plan. I'm going to LA. Entertainment is the goal. Mm-hmm. My mom is coming to visit my dad to El Paso. She mm-hmm. and she drove. And she's taking like a long road trip on purpose. So she stops at New Orleans. She stops in Dallas to see my cousin who playing for the Dallas uh, Cowboys at the time. Like she's just taking her time. Playing, yeah, playing it out. She gets, literally, she pulls up to the house, falls in. Like she rings the doorbell, falls in the house. Has a cyst on her ovary the size of a baby's head that twisted. And it was about to burst. The doctor said if it would have burst, if she would have been one hour longer, mm-hmm. if she would have been, if she would have stayed an extra day in Dallas, if she would have did anything different, my mom would have died mm. right there. So that was a scare for my parents. So my dad was like, uh, my mom was staying with my dad because he wanted to be able to take care of her in Texas. Winnie and Victoria is back at home now. So went in Victoria back at home and nobody, you got to realize my sister, my sister Charday don't live in Georgia. My sister Paula, she ain't trying to watch no kids. And Nick is Nick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm the most reasonable candidate yeah. to go back home and pretty much watch my little sisters. Mm-hmm. watch them. And that shit just kind of like uh, Georgia wasn't. So let me so, so let me pause you right there, right? Let me pause you right there because I feel like there's a couple of people. I've I've heard the story from a couple of people, and it goes one to two ways. Right. right? Either you chalk it up, go back home because you know it's your family, it's your sisters, or you had the right to say, "Nah, right. I don't want to go. Take your shit and just go to L.A." What what? Why didn't you just pursue your dream? Um, for me, man, I'm I'm, I'm gang gang, man. Like especially on my, for my family, and I just didn't want. Put it like this: If my dad would have got sick, I would have went to LA. <laughs> real conversation. I mean, that's uh, real. That, that, that's why I put. You know, that's why I invest in baby girls so much. Look, them, them girls will take. Well, well let me tell you why. Boys because my mom would have been stressing about my sisters if she didn't know someone was there for them. Yeah. If my dad was sick, he wouldn't have been thinking about that shit. He would have just been thinking about getting better, getting better. and it would have been good. Yeah. So I did that for my mom to have the most peace of mind situation. You but, know? But do you feel like, and this is a little bit different topic, but I, I be really wondering sometimes, do you feel like that's a detriment to black people? Like, do you feel like that's, Cause when I, cause I hear like other people, like you know, I got Indian friends, got some white folks I talk to. Like when I hear their stories about family shit, yeah. it's almost like some Game of Thrones shit. Like you don't give a fuck, right? You know, I, so you out for yourself. But I hear so many black families I, and black dudes, like especially especially like black families who are trying to come up, something that can set the whole family back because you made a social decision. You know what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the big man. I'm gonna take care of my sisters, right? You know what I'm saying? But, so yes and no. I think. Again, the reason why I would do it for my mom, because if I would have really told my mama when she got better, like, mom, like, I put my shit on hold, and I want to go to L.A. My mom would literally sold everything she had to get me to L.A. Okay, okay. 
So I think it is a detriment if you do it for people that wouldn't do it for you. Okay. And we all have family members that will and will not do it for us. Well, and that, and so yeah, you answered it then. Yeah. yeah. That is the detriment because yeah. you don't realize that a lot of. There's a lot of niggas that just wouldn't do it. Like, I I love my pops, but my pops is like, my, and and it's it's what makes him, I'm pretty sure it's how he was able to raise all of us. So as I talk to my dad and I put it in perspective, I'm like, damn, nigga, you was 30 with six kids. I'm 31. Mm -hmm. No kids. So it's a level of, I don't give a fuck about what y'all got going on has to happen to stay down. And well, do what you had to do. So anytime you get kids, it's a level of sacrifice of like, I want to care about this, but she y'all don't y'all don't realize y'all gonna get older, bigger, want more shit, more room, right? And me putting off this deal right now could have a a ripple effect for the future for everything. So I've seen I've seen so I get how my dad is how he is. You know what I'm saying or some stuff. So my dad. He be thinking about the overall plan, mm-hmm. fuck your feelings <laughs> in a moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, I just think it's a detriment to some doing it for people that, like, but at the end of the day, you got to also ask yourself, like, you have to be okay with the consequences of all your question of all your decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing about me. Every decision I've ever made, I'm at peace with it even though I know I could have made decisions that would have made me better outcomes. You know what I'm saying? So saying that to say, so yeah, I do, I think, I do think it is a detriment to some, a lot of us, mm-hmm. because you've been making sacrifice for people. You just shouldn't make sacrifice for like, and you actually going to be able to help them better. If you, um, yeah, focus on what you got to focus on. And, um, so boom, I'm now in Atlanta. Atlanta is not Black Hollywood yet. Like it's very beginning. What, what year is this around? This is like 2011, 12. Okay. Let me no it, no it's 2011. Okay. And the reason why I know. No, this is like. This is like end of 10, 11. Okay. And the reason I know that because I I judged myself and my success based off of my graduating class college career. Okay. And if you graduated in 08, all your friends graduated in 12. 12, yeah. So for you it was 11, 12. Yeah. Everybody was talking about. Yeah. So, so I'm tracking my success based off how everybody else moving. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember, uh, I don't even know how we got here, but it's, I feel like this is like a, a story time with elder shit. <laughs> so, um, I remember, um, sitting there not knowing, not knowing what I really wanted to do, but I always had this made thing concept. Now, I remember on the pod before you talked about how you had made as a concept, but was this when you were still getting checks before you, before it became like solid for you to be able to cash the checks? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. So I'm about to get into that. Okay, so. okay. So, uh, and and now I remember how I got here. I'm telling y'all the story of how we landed to Jess Elders Media and why I feel like Jess Elders Media is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm giving. So, I remember it was just a concept. It was just something I was kind of doing. I love working with the community. It wasn't it wasn't really mentoring them because I was a kid when yeah. I started. Yeah, made it was just more so service. 
But what happened was one sister was in high school winning. The other one was in middle school. So their friends would come over and they'll be asking advice. So I'd be taking them places, help, you know what I'm saying? And I just realized I was just existing middle and high schoolers regularly. You know what I'm saying? Just helping them regularly. And then like you like the kids. Right. So one day I remember sitting in front of my computer and just writing the about made what it is. I wrote it down and I just made, that's how I am. I should make a decision. Like you don't see this shit a couple of times. Like if I just Morocco in the city, (laughs) like it's going to, I'm focused. So, so I just wrote it down and I started, I just started running with it. I was like, yo, there's going to be a, a middle, it's going to be a mentoring program, middle school, high school students. Shout out to Miss Clark, um, the first person that gave me a chance, a teacher at MLK High School. MLK High School was the first school I ever worked with. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember going into the school, providing service projects, talking, just doing, still not knowing what it was, but it, I was just really good at getting people to serve in the community. I was just really good at that shit. And, like, and now you realize how... It, it's so twisted now because that was that was just that pure innocence. I want to help the community. Yeah, Meanwhile, like, folks up here looking bruh, at you. Like, no, I can tell you stories of how people like. So I'm gonna tell you even how my sister Winnie got how she was. I'm still doing music. I get an opportunity to uh, an organization I partnered with was the Global Peace Foundation, and they asked me to do a um, song. Oh, that's, that's the one where you must. That's when your dad was on the party. Y'all can go back and on JEP crates. Yeah, but this was this was post dad. My dad was managing Truth Be Told. Yeah, that was my group career. This is me still like because I'm still like I was still dealing with music a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like Made made me put music down. Once yeah. I fully defined Made, I realized music wasn't because I was going to LA to act and music a little bit. Yeah, but like that's why the LA recording school was in the play. Because I was still dabbling. You was going to make uh, Christian rap, though? Or was you going dip to start dibbling down with some other stuff? I was probably going to do Christian rap, but that's why I wanted to learn how to engineer so I could, I would engineer everybody's shit. I was, I was more so going to, like, the producer side, like, just being in a mix of music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I remember, like, this shit is all coming super clear right now. So, uh, Global Peace asked me to come. They were like, write this song. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it. They were going to have an artist translate it. The artist, uh, when they heard it, they were like, yo, what is it going to take for y'all to just, for you to come perform this song? Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend at the time, shout out to Nita. Um, <coughs> Nita, uh, she didn't want to go. She mm-hmm. talking about she had to work. This motherfucker worked at Applebee's. I'm, yeah, I remember you didn't tell this story because yeah. I was going to be gone for like a week, right? Yeah, like she yeah. worked at Applebee's. I worked at Littman Jewelers. Yeah, yeah. And it was during blackout season, holiday season. Retail and retail, it ain't no taking off. Yeah, exactly. So, them times. so for me, I'm like, fuck it. Unless you're a seven-day Adventist. That's the only person <laughs> I've ever seen get off on Saturdays. I know, right? Working at the mall. <laughs> but they, they be winning, bro. But look, they get nothing for their birthday. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, so I I uh, I was like I knew it was a good job and everything, but I was like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm done." Mister like Mister uh Mister Rick, my manager, he fucked with me so much. He was like, "Look, man, 
I ain't going to fire you out the system. If you can get back early and get back, I'm going to try to, like, he fucked with me. So my girl got there, and she didn't want to go. That shit pissed me off so bad, bro. Like, literally in my head, I broke up with her that day. So so that's, I, I think we stumbled upon it, man. As, we, as we're going on this journey, we're talking about how you don't pursue things and how you don't yeah. build it on your own. Yeah. These, these women, as a man, especially as a black man, I wish I would have learned this lesson sooner in life because my dad really didn't break it down to me the way I learned it. In my later twenties, right, like right. that, women are gonna be like that. that yeah, they, they that security means so much for them that they will tell you, like, I don't think you should start a business. I think you should work a job. Yeah, and uh, and you'll get that, and it's not even out of hate; yeah, it's, it's out of fear. Yeah, it's, it's fear. It's, it's, it's they, fear. Because they need security, right? They so, want to make sure that they get a check every week. It, yeah, it's, but it worked out. It, it, everything happened the way it was supposed to happen because when she didn't go, I got I I got Winnie. I said, yeah. Winnie, come with me. So Winnie came performing with me, and the travel bug bit her. Yeah, that was her first time traveling internationally. Your sister, I think she just stopped. Traveling. Yeah, like since I've known you, your sister's always been. She's yeah. trilingual. She's lived in at least seven countries. Like. She's super dope, and I'm proud because I know I started that. You know what I'm saying? And she, all, all of that was Eldridge's fault. When she came back from China right when COVID started, got to thank Eldridge for that. Yeah, no, right? That's all me. So, <laughs> so I um came back, and I remember I was just like, this made thing started making sense. Started making sense what it is. Oh, I can start doing mentoring, doing service service projects. So. I started a made movement. We used to be everywhere, bro. Shout insert in David. Insert in David. And um like David was like, I wonder if he gonna pick up the phone. Uh, Nigga not gonna pick up. You can call though. Now somebody who can give a better story to it is uh Monte. Monte, he uh Monte was the first Keith, like. Once I figured out made, my whole thing was like, bro, I got to learn how to really do this shit. I got to learn how to do this nonprofit shit. So I left Lithonia, moved to Buckhead, mm-hmm. and moved to Buckhead. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Bring that back. I'm like, I'm trying to, like, this ladies. Nigga, this nigga telling the story like how I met your mother. Remember, you ever seen that shit? <laughs> how this nigga be like, and this is the part where the goat came in. And then at the end of the episode, he be like, oh, no, I wasn't no goat. The goat didn't come yet. So the goat just, poof. Yeah. So, 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 poof, we out of Buckhead. We're not in Buckhead yet, y'all. No, we're not in Buckhead yet. I am doing this nonprofit shit. I'm getting hundreds of people to show up to my events. Like, People are showing love. Did the book come out by now? That's why I'm, I'm about okay. to show how the book got here. So the book played a lot of how I spent if I got here. So I can't figure out how to live off this. Mm-hmm. Everybody congratulating me, but I don't know the game because, of this nonprofit shit, right? You know. And, and let's talk about that too, right? Because that's another thing that can stop you in your dream. Acumen. Business acumen, not knowing the game. Not knowing the game and not being able to eat. Yeah. Why you in it? Like you you know you on hella people coming out, people are giving you checks, people are people are donating and fucking with you, but you're not there's no way for you to really yeah. eat, eat. Yeah. And it's damn near almost like how we talk about with civil rights leaders in the past. Like 
Martin Luther King just marching. Malcolm X them just marching, but they dying broke. They don't have nothing. They and 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 even then, like at least King, you know, he was, was getting funded. But yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was at least funded. At least Harry Belafonte was fucking with him. right. You like, know, what he, what he didn't meet the crew yet. <laughs> so, so for me, like I just knew, like I was on to something. I'm seeing young people' lives change, man. Like not just. Young people I don't know, like, I seen what May did for my little sister Winnie. Like, that was, like, one of my first case case studies to show, like, what happens when you can invest in it. I used to say mentorship is all about exposure and support. You expose students to a lifestyle, and you support them to get in there on their own. So that's what May was all about. That's what mentoring was all about. And I just remember, bro, helping kids. I had kids moving in with me. Um, like this one kid, uh, uh, didn't have nowhere to go. And he was like my first young wolf before I knew what a young wolf was, bro. <laughs> like he was my first young wolf. And I remember he was staying with me and I'm trying to help him out. And I remember this other family, I was p- helping pay light bills. Like I was taking this shit on and I did not know how to make money. And I remember I started getting to the point where folk would want to donate. Right. And they would donate checks. I had these one people donate checks. I had almost like a thousand dollars in checks that I never could cash because I just didn't know the game of the L- the the incorporate. The I knew the LLC. LLC. What what the thing is, I knew the loan to get the car. No, so here's credit. the thing: I knew the LLC. I didn't know the nonprofit oh, game. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know the incorporation five hundred one c three. And that nonprofit shit is really so shaky because it's like. I, I hate the structure of it because what the people do the work, right? Mm-hmm. Then somebody sees the work and they're like, Hey, you need to legitimize this work because you need to be able to fund these people legit. But then once you get to that part of it, you lose the work aspect to, to me sometimes, yeah. because I feel like there's a lot of people out here like yourself who was like right now, there's probably hella a like hundred people in Atlanta right now running little small quote unquote nonprofits for the community. But it's not being funded by the. It's not being what, properly what funded. It, what that's that solves. Just put a pin in that point. That solves Atlanta crime problem. Um, when Atlanta begins to reconcile a relationship between grassroots organization and establishment, like uh, corporations, mm-hmm. like when they when they rebuild that relationship, mm-hmm. what begins to happen? You got to realize. SCLC was grassroots. Yeah. And Operation Breadbasket was Coca Cola and all them giving them hella bread. But then so, they got older. So what happened? Executive job. Exactly. So, but what I'm saying what happens is if you giving money to, you know, that's why they say um, defund the police. Mm-hmm. They say if you give the money to organizations on the front end, they don't have to. Arrest the kids on the back end. Exactly. But if you're giving the money to organizations where the executive director haven't touched a young person all year, mm-hmm. haven't seen a young person mm-hmm. because he's so in a, like you have to invest in the grassroots organizations. Yeah. So when you start uh, investing in, shout out to Miss Jean Hudley with Boys to Men, you know what I'm saying? Uh, fly with Fly Life. Uh, when you start investing in these smaller organizations who are touching the young people and actually they, do some work with them and not just have and, paperwork and the young to people push. they're touching the young people that know the names of the people that's doing shit in the street like 
You know what I'm saying? Like when you touching that group, that group is going to be able to make it more enticing. And that's why I used to always lose my young wolves. You lose them the money. Every time. I fuck with you, Mr. E, but I got to eat. It's like we talk about with the water boys. These niggas don't want no jobs. They trying to be entrepreneurs. Teach them this money. So I remember going through the um, United Way's VIP program. Mm-hmm. And it taught me so much. Like they put me on so much. And I and shout out to Miss Janice. I love her so much. If you are in Atlanta, go to the United Way VIP program. If you're a nonprofit person, it will really put you on game. Miss Janice put me on game. And I remember from there I started my first board. Insert Marsha uh that owns the bottle bar. That was my Miss Bridget. Uh, me and AJ Vaslight, these are my board members. I put together very diverse board members, had blacks, Asians, whites. Like, this is like blacks and minorities. <laughs> so, this is, uh, this is E before consciousness, too. Let me just say that. Oh, like, hold on. You're not conscious when you, I'm not black. All the I'm, minorities? I'm not black conscious. I'm, oh, I man. am, I am, <laughs> I am community engaged, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm still not, I haven't tapped in yet. Mm. I've always been about community, but I still haven't tapped in. So what happened, I got broke, bro. Broke, bro. Like I was, I got, I remember getting evicted out of my house and I was trying to, I was trying to make this house work because y'all realize my sisters after Winnie graduated high school, they no longer needed me to watch Winnie. So Victoria moved to Oklahoma with my mom and dad. Cause they had left Texas, went to Oklahoma. So now I'm here. So now everybody' life went on, and I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I did not stuck, but just right there, I could have took a moment and said, "Okay, do I want to regroup and go back to my original plan?" But by the end, I'm already in it. Like I think, I think this is another uh, pitfall too. Like when your back is against the wall, you hit that bottom part. I think this is where. We this is where we see some of our friends, and, and we've seen it personally. Like that, that coonism starts coming in, right? Because yeah. you could have easily went that way with what you were doing, right. and just doubled down over there and been paid, right? right you know what right. I'm saying? It's it's a couple that, times where like you be doing this thing, you hit that rock bottom, you be like, you know what? This shit probably be easier if I just leaned in over here, but you know that's not something your right. spirit don't put you over there, right? So I remember. Um, Sitting there, like, trying to figure out how do I keep this. Because the house was big as hell. It was, like, big-ass house in Lithonia. And I, I started a concert. And I'm going to bring this back called the E-House. E stood for entrepreneur. Also stands for Eldridge. And co-workers. But you you the first gathering spot. Well, But it was a live-in gathering spot. Yeah. <laughs> so look, if you was a young look, oh no, you no, you're talking about like the YouTube house, basically what the niggas doing in L.A. With so the houses. if you got name, put it like this: if you was an entrepreneur, yeah. I had designed a house to be set up for business. So the the conference, the dining room was a conference room for mm-hmm. you to meet with your team. Half house, yeah. All the rooms had well, shut up. All the rooms, <laughs> all the rooms had desk in them. Like it was set up, it was set up for a living incubator. Like you supposed to like be an entrepreneur. To, pretty much how answer. How many how many months did you was you allow people to stay there and get it together? Because it, it sounds like a dope idea. How long do I have? As long as you pay your rent. Oh okay okay. Yeah, you pay your rent. Here's the issue. 
I can never get the tenants right. Because I, I have well, how, how many how many people is you? I had I had room for five tenants. Okay, plus you. Yeah. So it's six people. Yeah. Okay. So I had room for five, but the house is super big. It has two staircases. So yeah. if you didn't even want to see a nigga, you could have. I'm gonna use the back staircase. You know, so like you could literally not. It was big. It was a big ass house, okay. and it was only like fourteen hundred a month a piece. No, for the whole house. Oh yeah, it was only fourteen hundred a month. And, yeah. You know, I'm trying to get, beat niggas on the head like six hundred a yeah, month, yeah. right? So like, so, you trying to double up? You trying to pay the rent so, and pockets? So, so I had this one tenant named Cal, white boy, crazy, right? Like white boy, his parents are almost like. So I had Cal. His parents were paying his rent. Yeah, he would guarantee. Yeah. His parents were in Minnesota. Like, it was guaranteed his shit would come. But then, I don't know, somehow Drico came in the house with Oh, me. my God. <laughs> dang, 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 dang. Hold on, turn my phone No. Turn my phone Damn. Drico coming. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Yo, Drinko, what's happening? You on the Just Elders podcast? <laughs> hey man! Yo yo yo! Hey what man! Up, real quick, uh, real quick, dog. Do you remember when I tried to have that house with all the roommates in it with the white boy? <laughs> yeah, I know you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here telling the story on my podcast, man. How I could not get that shit together, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, what, what the what white like, what the white boy told you, man? <laughs> shit, he told me a lot of shit. Hey, it depends on what you talk about. Drinko, Drinko thought the white boy was the police. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Drinko used to be scaring the white boy, but the white boy got the most consistent rent, so <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I, I, I used to wonder why you had him, though. Hey, look, <laughs> hey, look that was the most dependable tenant I had in the fucking house, man. <laughs> oh, my fucking God, man. I just had to call you real fast, man. That shit was funny as fuck, bro. Like, I was trying, I'm just telling them how I had the concept of having folk live in a house and pay all the rent, but that shit was not working, bro. I could not get it together. <laughs> that shit, that shit. <laughs> I got it. That was rocking. That shit was tough, though. <laughs> that shit tough as fuck. Look, I'm ready. I'm going to try it again now. I know I know what to do this time. I know what to do. Hey, leave me out of here. <laughs> All right, then, but man. I love you, man. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Man. So, after that shit work, now, let me get to it now. I'm about to speed this story up. So, I get evicted out the house. And what year is this? This is 2013. Okay. I'm on point with my time now. Now, right. now I know exactly where I'm at. Um, and I remember asking myself, if this is not my dream, like, if I had all the money in the world, is this my dream house? And I was like, no. Now, like, if I had all the money in the world, is this my dream car? And I was like, no. So why are you trying to hold on to it so bad? Mm. Damn. And I remember that night, I was like, okay, boom. 
I called my landlord. And I had such a good relationship with my landlord. She was cool. Like, she even let me move out, didn't evict me. I moved out, I cleaned it, and she just let me pay payments to pay her off. So I was cool with my landlord. It was a whole it was a whole other story how I got behind with my siblings. That's that's deep. We ain't got time to go into all that. Um another battle for another day. Exactly. So I always say my worst roommate was my brother. Yeah, it was Dang. I tried before the E house. Now, I, out of it, all my roommates I've had, huh? my brother's been to work and I love him. <laughs> but the same way with bruh, you, like bro, like before the E house, it was the sibling house. And bro, them niggas like them niggas Dang. horrible, bro. Yeah. And to the day they say I kicked them out. <laughs> bro, say shit like that. I did not do that. <laughs> because I told them, I said, I said, look, y'all, we, this is when I knew it was over. When we paid May rent, when we paid April rent, May 1st, yeah, I knew it's down. You're not catching up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I told them, I like, look, y'all, because uh, June was coming up. I said, look, we can either pay this rent or we can just get out. Take the money for our rent and go get our own spot. All them niggas chose to get their own spot. And when they left out, I paid the rent. <laughs> and it was my house. Dang, dang. My brother said the same thing. <laughs> Keith, Keith moved that and didn't let me come back in. Like, no, bro. You weren't paying no rent, dog. You got to move in with your dad. Like, I'm sorry. Bruh, they still say to the day I, I, I tricked. I'm like, nigga, y'all what's go. Dang. I let the house go. But but that that conversation you have with yourself, I yeah. think that's the conversation. I think when you have when you start talking to yourself in those terms, yeah, that's when your shit starts opening up. Like, you know what? What am I really doing here? Because it's this ain't this ain't my dream. It's like drowning and then somebody saying, hey, bro, stand up. Like, as soon as I did that, all the pressure went up. Now, most people are probably going to be in an apartment. It's kind of, well, I ain't even going to say that. Because I about to say it's kind of hard to tell an apartment that you can't pay the rent and they don't evict you. You know what I'm saying? But that's not true because that happened to me in Glenwood East with that Ashley shit. Mm. Damn. They let me get out of that whole situation. So, that's not even true. Yeah. It's just having a good relationship with people and just. And a good attitude on life. Right. I, I picked it up from you, straight up. So appreciate it, appreciate that. So, I I I went to my sister. Uh, now I'm, I'm like couch surfing. I'm couch surfing, and I went to my sister Paula's house, mm. and I remember saying, "I am," because I had started a board, and the board. What happened with them was. They were down to help, but they were still looking for me to leave. Mm-hmm. And what I was trying to tell them is, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I know I can do plenty of community shit, but I don't know what to do to make this thing make money. Mm-hmm. Hindsight, I was just burnt out. Hindsight, because when I realized that they still wanted me to, like, I got a brand new team, mm-hmm. and they still wanted to pass me the ball to drive. It was burnout, and like you said, you didn't know. I think that's. I feel like I feel like if I would have been, if I would have did that earlier, I would have had enough energy to figure it out with them. With that part, but I also feel like that's that. 
and you and you about to hit to it because you about to meet those people. But I feel like that point right there, a lot of us we need mentors. So I remember I went through that in school where I felt like I just crossed. Y'all want me to be president of a whole chat? I don't know shit about fraternities. I think I just, but because of who I am and the type of nigga I would, I got that position. Right. And still not knowing, but if you had some type of mentorship. So, of course, it would have went a little bit different. So, and then um, now everything falls out because you burnt the fuck out. Now you should try to get mentorship too. I re- and I remember sending a long ass email to Jay Bailey, Cash's butts, uh, Rodney Bullet. That's one thing I can't wait for when we blow the fuck up. And I could tell niggas like, bro, I wrote you emails, I DM'd you. And to their yeah. point, they support. If I call, they'll pick up the phone. They're working in the form of advisory. I didn't get a mentor until where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, I want to write a book because I want to reach more young people. I'm not able to reach event like. I can get, because I know these principles are made of working. I want to write a book, and I want to be able to touch every young person I can touch. Mm-hmm. Wrote my book, and I remember sitting on the couch, my sister couch, for like two weeks straight, almost in the same sweatpants, watching two movies. Lean on me, Freedom Writers. <laughs> Lean on me. <laughs> Freedom rights. <laughs> oh my god! Because I wanted to watch based on true stories of regular people who change young people's lives. Because mm-hmm. I felt like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it was little. I just watched the movies. On re- you got my sister Paula. Man, not no Coach Carter in there. Nah, like I don't. Even, was Coach Carter even out? I don't even think it was out. But these, these two movies would lean on me with my fa- like my favorite movie. But Freedom Riders, I just like. I like how she just like was creating program together. It was a dope movie. And Mario the man. Mario was the man. That's that's one with uh, Hillary Swank, that white lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but keep me knowing name. <laughs> I just said yeah, Dang. but you said white lady, so I believe. <laughs> so the book comes out and it gives me new energy. Everybody's like, oh shit. Like because writing a book now is still prestigious. Very. But back then, it's even more, yeah. Back then, for you to publish a whole book, like you was like, yeah. Oh, then you killing it. Got a whole, a whole ISBN number back there. Yeah. So it it it. So now I'm I'm speaking, and this is when I done perfected my Draco speech. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm <laughs> like all over. I'm all over with it. Damn, I mean, I forgot to add Draco because Draco now Draco want his cut. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I owe him. Him ever shot. So I'm like, I'm killing it now. Now I'm on this thing and I'm I'm going more so on the E. T. route. Yeah. It yeah, it ain't even that time it ain't even really the done profit thing. I'm kind of transitioning because I remember saying like with a non profit, if you make a million dollars, you don't make a million dollars. Exactly. The government made a million dollars and you get a salary of a million dollar organization. Mm-hmm. But if I sold a million books, you get to keep all that. I get to keep my money. And, and now I'm at a point like, man, I, I need to get bread. So I remember just doing this thing. Boom, boom, boom. Did, at that point, too, did you have that same revelation about needing the bread for the influence? Because you know how we, 
You, you know yeah, how yeah, we yeah. say, oh, we start realizing like you needed some of it just so you could influence. You know what I mean? Right. So in the process of doing my thing, I'm not realizing how my brand is not really my brand is like I need to get my brand ain't looking good. Like I need to tell the story better. Mm-hmm. So Black Lives Matter began to really take off. Mm-hmm. You know, 2014, like these are like years. Yeah, when you met Let Us Make Man then too. Yeah, so now I'm meeting Let Us Make Man, but they not fucking with me. I'm I'm stalking them. Okay, you know what I'm saying? They like I wasn't the youngest in charge. But you seen them, and you like, okay, I, I, I see something. Shout out to my uh, new girlfriend, Don, Don, Dad, Mister Griffin. Okay, that, that, and, that's what it was. He, yeah, inter- yeah, he yeah, introduces yeah. me. This this is when we start talking about mentorship. Yeah, shout out. So, I gotta I gotta talk about this though because I am on my sister's couch, still doing made, still grinding. On my sister's couch, wrote the book. And I remember in the process of writing the book, I talk about loving, living, going in environments. Like, this is how you know I wasn't on my consciousness shit yet. Because I was like, man, I love Buckhead because it gives me, because I was writing it up. I used to go write at a Starbucks in Buckhead mm-hmm. for motivation, sending people with the cars. I write about that in the book. As I wrote that, I'm homeless. I'm homeless on my sister's couch, but I'm working in Buckhead. I do an event, person at an event, like, yo, uh, can I speak to the person who put this together? Dude came up to me. He was like, yeah, I want you to do events like this for my community. I ain't think nothing about it. Got his car. It was cool. Again, somehow, I think I, I, I used to, I used to be really good at following up. So I followed up. That's another thing yeah. too. Great on yeah. follow up. So I followed up and the dude was like, yeah, man, I, I do, I look for event stylists to do events in communities. And in exchange, you get the, uh, live for free in the apartment community. And I'm like, I'm like, for real? They're like, yeah. So I literally get an apartment, a a tri-level, uh, two bedroom townhouse in Buckhead for free, right behind Houston's. So I was in Buckhead, Buckhead. Yeah, I was in Buckhead, Buckhead. This is what. This is when Frank Ski had his club, yeah, Frank Ski's. That, yeah, that's why I, I, I used said Buckhead, Buckhead. Bro, I used to have yeah, Justin's. Bro, yeah, yeah, Justin. Yeah. Justin's was still open. Yeah. So, like, this was like. That's why I used to come down and visit. Like, oh, this shit money. Now now I'm in the mix. So, shout out. And we got to edit her name out because she don't fuck with me. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't got no issue with her because I, you know what that is. Yeah. Um, shout it. Introducing me to like, first, I wasn't even looking for a girlfriend, but how she became my girlfriend, she literally showed up to everything May was doing. Mm. She was like the best star volunteer, and I remember my board member saying like, "She ain't here to volunteer; she here for you." <laughs> and there's always come out the crew. And, and my board member was like, man, "You ain't here to pick up no trash." And but, but my board member was like, "I like her, but I'm just telling you, yeah, you tripping like." And, and she also like somebody had to point it out. To yeah, you, she, yeah, because I, again, Focus. consciousness wasn't here yet, ladies. I'm gonna be real. Bark my love for chocolate sisters. This is my first chocolate sister. Dang, dang, Before dang, then, dang. it was light skin and white. Dang, <laughs> dang, dang. <laughs> well, this ain't white, but you know, I did fuck with white girl back in there. So not no no dating shit. 
So you finna catch it. Yeah. So uh, so that's probably why I really wasn't even. Cause again, I used to like light skin, red bone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't even look. So when she pointed it out, and I'm gonna tell you, ladies, bro, every man is in love with a woman that supports and believes, bro. Every, I don't care. If you, I don't care. If, I don't care who you are, what he do. If that woman believe in you, bro. Listen, I got homegirls that be saying shit like, man. These hoes be winning. These girl that listen. If anything, that girl probably go home and tell this nigga he can fly, Bruh, and, That's and that, it. And, that, and, and all and all the other shit that y'all got going on. Don't give a fuck about because that's that motivation that you. Cat Williams thought call it your star player, right? You better get your star. He player. do. He do talk about the star player. So she introduced me her dad. Her dad only listened to WLK. Huge fan of Derrick Bozeman. Shout out. He then, um, he then, uh, puts me on Maui. Maui mm-hmm. introduced me to Let Us Make Man. Mm-hmm. I know who they are, but I don't know who they are. I'm not in the mix, mix, yeah. but I'm paying attention who, to you. Who was Big's brother? Who was Hip Hop's brother? Right, right, no right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm like building with these brothers. But it's, story. <laughs> I, I always wanted to do one. That's why it's so funny. Like, I, I love the <laughs> I track, like bro. Song like that. <laughs> Put that instrumental under this shit. I got you. At the very end. At the, at the very end. Oh. So, uh, and it's going to speed up and spinify, but I got to tell y'all how this shit got here. So, I'm around Let Us Make Man. I start hearing more black shit. So, now I'm more interested in black consciousness. I got the opportunity through, um, I got the opportunity through No Losing to start working with the King Center. So that's when I'm at the King Center and I start studying King. So I'm doing a King nonviolence training. I met Bernie's King. They're training me over there. I'm learning more about King. We happen to literally read his speeches, study his uh movements that he's Do they still do that? I thought that was more active back then than like They do it, but they still they do it such on a secret level. It's it's such a great program and they just hide it yeah. to the world. Like, but it should be Way bigger than what it is. Um, and I remember going from there and getting an opportunity to go to SELC. Because the King Center, me and them kind of fell out because they weren't really, they weren't activating. You teaching me about the Montgomery bus boycott, but you're not leading none of that. It's needed now. That was always a fallback between me and Bernice. And to this day, like, we still talk, but, like, that was the thing. I was always wanted. But I think that's the, that's the, that's our generational thing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, because you had to think about it. At that time, too, not to cut you off, but that was around that same time that Gina Six stuff was popping off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had just, it's like they started it back. You know what I'm so, saying? So, Black Lives Matter is jumping. Mm-hmm. I got my book. My book is going cool. If I lock in, I could do this thing. Like, Javon Martin around that time yeah, too. Yeah, like so I could I could do this ET thing if I really like the way I was moving. That I, nigga ET was coming up. Too, yeah, yeah, like exactly. And ET laid out a strong blue blueprint. Like I could have folk was vibing with me, mm-hmm. and I'm but I'm studying King. I'm seeing Black Lives Matter. I'm getting more conscious. I'm in the community, but I'm getting more black conscious now. 
and King talks about um he talks about um uh, economic boycotts mm-hmm. and don't shop with in that speech don't shop with Coca-Cola don't 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 buy white wonder bread like he he gives that speech and I seen the mountaintop he gives a speech on the, the his last speech to do the uh, boycott um and me and Antoine were both at the King Center and back in the day, my dad had PCI, Preferred Customer Incorporated. It was a hustle my dad had, and my dad was just digitizing the um, coupon book. Where the coupon book, you buy for $20 and it's all the coupons in it. He was selling you a card, and that card is something that oh, yeah, you... Yeah, I've seen a couple of those before. Yeah, you So my dad had that hustle. He had put it on the shelf, though, because I used to try to help him with it at one time back in the day. He put it on the shelf. So that's when I was like, bro, what if we did a PCI for black businesses? And then I was like, I would call it Black Money Challenge. That's what, was, that's what Spinning Five was in the beginning. And I knew to do this, it needed to look good and look sexy. I met Antoine. Antoine was a dope designer. This is what he does. Talked to Antoine in the parking lot. We started talking at like 9.30. We didn't leave till like 1 o'clock in the morning on August well, to, to tie that back in too, you learn like you talked about it. May yeah. was cool, but it didn't look. Oh, but look, that, 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 that's what I'm That's how I know where I'm where I'm at right now. So when Antoine came on board and he said he was down to do this, I never forget the day, August fifteenth, two thousand fifteen, two thousand fifteen. Me and Antoine decided we we're going into business together, the parking lot of the King Center, and um. In order to do this, and this is when tech companies are taking all the way off. Tech companies are getting funded. They're doing their thing. So in order to do this, we had to lock in. So I put Made down. I ran Made from 2008, like when the concept of 2008 to 2016, when I put Made down. And I locked into Made to Spendify nonstop. I remember me and Antoine met every day from 2000, uh, from 2000, August 2015 to January 2016. We met every day working on Spinify, dump parties, adding businesses, researching, what's the name? And that's when I started learning the concepts of like design branding. I had already learned it video a little bit from my old business partner, John. So I didn't even talk about how John got in there when I was building a studio in 2012. That's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you started growing your locks when, 2015? Yeah, yeah, consciousness. So my consciousness started coming. I started, I started growing my locks 2014, I believe. No, 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 no. It was like 13. It was like 13. 2013 when I started growing my locks. Start coming into consciousness, start reading shit, start listening to speeches. And, you know, I just wanted to indulge in all of it. I wanted to dive into all of it. Um, we started Spendify. Spendify was, Spendify showed me that your re- relationships will carry on to every business that you start. Because I had built so many relationships as a community. I had a lot of entertainment relationships radio relationships 
because I was just the community guy. And there, no, everybody wants to talk to the community guy that's doing stuff in the community. So that's how we got on Ryan Cameron. That's how we, you know, a lot of stuff that we was able to do happened because of relationships that was already in place. So after Spendify, y'all seen, I don't think we got to spend long on that. I mean, Spendify, that's how I met you. Well, talk about how you met me. Well, that's around the same time. Yeah, like yeah. You, you, you must have started that 2015 because I met you around 2016. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, August, on, August 2015, where we started, but we launched in 2016. Yeah, because you, um, we launched January 2016. You, we went viral July. Yeah, because before y'all, before we just went viral, and you was on Derrick Bozeman's show. Yeah. But how you tell girl dad used to listen to WALK and was like, look, you know, you, you get something from listening to this. I had just moved back to Atlanta from college. Yeah. Just graduated all that. Two kids shouted, all that dog too. <laughs> and my uncle, I was just at a low point. I really, I had a decent job, but wasn't really that. And my uncle was like, man, you didn't listen to WALK. You listen to that bullshit music all day. You listen to WALK. Some knowledge on your head. knowledge on your head. Some meat on your head. Meat on your head. So, uh, I never forget it, man. Mo Ivory. Shout out to Mo Ivory. I was listening to Mo Ivory's show. And she was saying that she was telling me that there was a, a program called Made to help fathers. Like I guess she was doing something for fathers that year or something. Yeah. And um I didn't get a chance to come, but then I heard you on Derek Bozeman's show. And his name was Elder Washington on her Made, blah, blah, blah. I think you I think y'all held y'all held something at uh Morris Morris uh Morehouse. Mm-hmm. It was something at Morehouse y'all was doing. And I came to that. And um after that I just kept hearing shit going on in the community and I just kept coming. And every time I was there, y'all niggas was there and y'all was always talking some good game and I think like you said, everybody was coming to consciousness around the same time. You know what I'm saying? And everything y'all was saying, I was just like, bro, I I don't work for these niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I have to go work a job and have, I'm about to go put some work in, I'm going to do it with these cats. Like, they've been the whole tech company. It's Atlanta. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's everything that I believe in. And what I brought from Made to Spinify, Made was a movement. Yeah. And that's why I was making Spinify a movement. And it definitely was. It definitely felt and like a movement. That's why we're having the meetings to get a movement of photographers, movement it, of writers. It would be like a community meeting and they'll let y'all just come up and speak. And I'm like, this nigga here again. Like, yeah, like, we we used to be everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like Everywhere. Like, hitting the ground, running. And, um, and we back. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, bro, everywhere. Y'all knew it everywhere. I realized when I started, because I've started a movement before with May, I know why my movement was so important, why, why it was so sustainable and strong in the sense of the relationships of the people. There's people that see me to this day. They like, oh, made movement. Like, to this day, I'm made. Like, to this day, that's what niggas talking about. Um, but it was because I used to really take care of my volunteers. Like, they come out. I make sure everybody eat. I make sure everybody got rides. I make sure everybody know each other. I make sure you meet in friends. Like, relationships were formed that are still in place because of made to this day. So, carrying all that over to Spendify, me and Antoine used to butt heads on that food shit. You remember it. Like. Yeah, because this is around the time when y'all started expanding. Right. So like you, I remember coming over to the Spendify office and slash 
in its one house. Yeah. And um, I remember y'all had a group of writers. You know what I'm saying? Y'all had some designers. That's when uh, Rika was there. Mm. And um, that's when I started coming. And that's when you can kind of see, like, from, you know, from the outside, y'all definitely was like a tandem dynamic duo. Like, you, I love how you cannot see nothing on the outside. But once you got behind the scenes, you start seeing, yeah, your way of dealing with people was different than his way. Right. Like, simple as, hey, niggas hungry, niggas is over here working. Niggas over here working, people are interning, you gonna cook, don't offer nothing, and then tell them to go leave and get something. Because I remember that one time I had to leave and I just wouldn't pay for everybody's food. Because I'm like, bro, you kill a momentum. And it was like, what what I learned in that, it was like, bro, I can only work with a certain type of person. Because everything I do is very involved with people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we need the people to do it. So that was just like the beginning. And it didn't happen, like, because me and Antoine one moved in together. Yeah. And the only reason we moved in together is because he asked me to move in. Mm-hmm. I've always been a person that lived below my means so I can move the way I want to move. Mm-hmm. That's why I travel the way I travel. I don't got to – I drive, like, you know – Everybody seen me in that 2022 Infinity, and they're like, look good on y'all. Like, yeah, it's cool, but you know, I'm more of an A to B style cut type <laughs> nigga. Like, so, you know, it's easy. Yeah. So, I'm renting a room, but I'm renting a room downtown from my boy G. The house yeah. is like it's my house. Yeah, it so, it, so it's. Shout out, Papa G. Exactly. So, the shit don't even feel like I'm renting a room because, yeah. you know, G just let me. I'm not renting out the whole house. But Antoine was like, well, I need help. And if I'm going to run, if I'm going to be able to focus on this, if you're paying rent somewhere, you can just come over here. Mm-hmm. Going to your point. Because then he also had the other roommate too, right? We're going, look, yeah. we're, we're going to your point. Is it detrimental when you move your plan? Yes, if you do it for people that wouldn't do it for you. This boy's but, good. <laughs> because if I wouldn't, if I would have knew... I didn't know at the time. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I'm operating. I'm thinking man, as one of friends. Yeah. I, I didn't realize when we moved in together, we were business partners. Yeah. Because for me, there is no one without the other. Yeah, we, we, we talked about it a couple of pods ago. Yeah, there's no one with the I don't I only do business with friends. Yeah. That's probably why I'm not a millionaire. Because if I don't like you, I'm not working with you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just that's just me. So I moved in with him, and when I moved in, that's when I realized how different we are. Yeah. And because I'm a man of my word, after moving in with him, I realized immediately that if I don't move out, our business is gonna fall. Mm-hmm. So I move out, and I still pay rent. Yeah, I remember that. That that's when I first started learning about your character, like that's when I started realizing like he's a different type of cat. Cause like I forgot because you was actually staying somewhere else. Answer my new girlfriend. <laughs> See that I wasn't. Damn. I wasn't even gonna say that. I just remember you staying somewhere because that was around the same time. I'm a lover, lover. <laughs> Damn. Damn. 
But I remember that because it was around the same time. Like I was, I broke up with my shorty, and I was moving in with my dad, and now I, I was pillar to post in between. And I remember now. This is this yeah. you were the reason where you were the camel, the hair that broke the camel back, whatever that phrase for me and Antoine. Yeah. Um, because I'm paying rent while I'm staying with my friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, 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 I literally come get clothes, but I'm paying rent. Yeah. And I remember you had to get somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. And you were super committed to us mm-hmm. and dedicated to the team. Well, this is before or after the New York trip. I think it was probably after. Because I know. Because New York really was like we were gang gang. But, like, it's like. Well, well, New York was gang gang. But that's when we started realizing, oh, this shit different. Because. Oh, yeah. Because of subway shit. Because the whole subway shit. It's yeah. like, well, hold on. This nigga Keaton drove his brand new Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he done got some cars. <laughs> <laughs> I got a girlfriend. He got some cars. <laughs> Damn, boy. Hey, that's why you said when niggas told they kicking a ride. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so look, uh, I don't know if your dad told you, like, bro, you got to go. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know where it was. But you had you needed somewhere to stay. Yeah, I had to bust. And it. I was like, bro, I'm not staying in the room anyway. I'm paying for the room. Because I remember bringing my shit over there and yeah. putting it up in there. Because one thing about it, he was like, I paid the rent over here, bro. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm like, I would just really let him know out of courtesy yeah. that somebody was going to stay in a room that I'm paying for. And uh-huh. it's somebody that we know. Somebody yeah, that doing work. Yeah. Work for. I'm like, so I'm telling him, I'm like, bro, you can get, we going to get more productivity out of him. Like, it's, yeah. I'm laying out all. The pros and this nigga, because I remember you owed me for my uh, quit trip shit, but that's all. Oh yeah, but that was but that was after. Yeah, that yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was like, well, I gotta get a real job then. Cause. Right, because you had because we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You had to go work for quit trip, yep. and that, and then that's how it all because I went to work for quit trip, and then I, I I'm, I'm gonna put a mark here. I'm gonna probably have to edit some of. Yeah. I end up, but I it was it was a shawty. Yeah, at her. I was standing at her mom's house. Yeah, remember like it was, and that was over there by uh, East Side behind Maui. Then. And I, I knew, but I didn't know. We, we were cool, but we weren't like. That, well, yeah, exactly. We weren't like yeah. in the in the, in each other's stuff. Cool, well, well, cool. Because yeah. it was all because it was all happening at the same time too. It was almost like I'm, I, I felt like <laughs> I felt like I was watching Rockefeller break up, and yeah. I feel like how annoyed them but just got signed. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we here, but then it's like, oh, Damon J ain't even. Talking or like, then you start seeing crews like, well, shit, I'm I'm with Dame, I'm with Jay. And right. It's like, you just start seeing the separation. So, I was like, now it was to the point where the press had to ran off. Yeah, the press ran off. Mm-hmm. You know, you no longer on. I think our last big thing was the Ebony Power 100 because that comes yeah. out in December every yep. year. Yeah, y'all was on that. And we had the full. See, that what people don't. Because that, uh, that lady did the yeah. whole yeah. ceremony. Lynn. And everything. Yep, yep. Lynn. Shout, Shout out Lynn. Out. Shout out. Um, and what's so cool, we were not in the Power 100, but we had a bigger spread than anybody in it. Yeah. We had a full page spread in that uh, edition. Yeah, that shit was nice. Um, And I just. Funding wasn't there, and we just had to pivot. Mm-hmm. And 
that's where we start beefing based off what is the way to pivot. So now at this point, I'm like, bro, I'm running with you just as much as you. I'm paying rent for a place I'm not even staying at. Plus you live in the boonies. And I make my money by hustling. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think I had a car at the time. Nah. Low key, I think this is like, I, I don't but, think you had a car until the last one. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I don't even think I had a car. So I'm like going all the way from Buffington Road to downtown. Now, I remember now. I remember mm. now. I remember now. I remember how it all, because the shit fell apart with uh, Antoine and his crib. Um, you started let me post up at their crib for a while, because that was around the time of the election shit. Remember the elections? Remember the uh, election shit? Yeah, yeah, cause uh, um, I had a whole air mattress over there, over there, cause I was I had shit there. I didn't stay stay there, but I had shit there, and I was coming, cause uh, Shirley was there too. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then that that was around the time the election shit happened. That, that was, was that was uh Trump. What's up, buddy? Yeah, we bet. But uh, so yeah, now I remember because that to me that was our last hurrah was the Ebony. We beat Trump. We beat Hillary because it was after the Ebony because around the same time. Well, and and that's because Ebony happened in December, election happened in January. And the reason why the We Beat Trump was even the last hurrah because it was like even in the, uh, remember the design process, you not really trying to do it. Like, just ended up sitting there and when you had that idea, it was, and it was like, Everybody was gung ho about doing it except for Antoine. Like, cause even Enrique was over there drawing. Yeah, like, he drew. He drew the. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we was closing domains, acting like we was white, like doing all this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was just like, oh, I do it. Everybody doing it, but so, um, Troy was the game changer because Troy was gonna help us innovate. I remember that too. Because I that too. at yes, Spinify was a, a a beautiful brand, right? Mm-hmm. A great concept, a strong community, mm-hmm. but at basis, it's a WordPress template. Yeah, we needed, that. And, and we're trying to play a tech game. If we were playing a brand, a community game, it looks different. Mm-hmm. But you still need a tech solution, and we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And Troy was going to bring that. Antoine didn't trust Troy coming in because he thinking me and Troy was gonna kick him out. Mm-hmm. So that's why me and Troy started mustard. And that's the first time where my time was split. I was gun ho on Spinify until I had to try mustard. Because it was a great tech solution. For those who don't know, Mustard was a fundraising platform that allowed supporters to donate to their favorite nonprofits um, by rounding up their spare change. Basically, y'all, y'all figured out how to do acorns. Yeah, it was acorns for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Acorns for nonprofits. Um, that company now is HBCU Change. Go to HBCUChange.com. Uh, acquired. Uh, but... Uh, I'm trying to remember that year. I don't I don't remember that year. Mm. So recap before I get started, before I go. Spendify, I learned I mean, with Made, I learned how to build a movement. I learned how to build community with Made and uh get people on my join my team. 
Spendify, I learned how to brand, you know what I'm saying, and tell that story and leverage relationships to grow. Mustard was the first time I made money. That was the first company where I really made, I, I made money for the first time. Me and Troy did that. And, oh yeah, another lesson I learned with Spinify too, I would no longer, I didn't want to, I could only work with people that I wanted to drink with after work. You know what I'm saying? That was like my thing. So that's why working with Troy was such a big deal because it's my favorite cousin. We good. We rocking. Mustard is doing his thing. Our first customer out the gate was United Way of Atlanta. That that had to be around 2017 when y'all did the Mustard. 17, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that cause we went hard because we went hard a whole full year. the election was 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when y'all was building it up. Things was falling. Yeah. That's yeah. when I was at. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we were perfect. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the pictures now so I can see the date. Yeah. So, so I remember this. The, uh, then we went to New York. Then right. we came back. We did the Ubi beat Trump. All of that. Things kind of fizzled. You had to go your way. I went my way. I think everybody kind of went their ways. Right. Still kind of cool, but, you know. Yeah, do something else. So I remember me and Troy was building. So, you know, there's always that process where you got to build so there's no action. Mm-hmm. So we're building. Mm-hmm. We fit, finally finished the product, mm-hmm. ready to show it to the world. And that's when we bring out mustard. Out the gate, first customer was United Way of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and that's what showed me. I'm like, okay, boom. I'm about I knew I was gonna make some money with mustard. I just knew it. Like it it, it felt it felt like a real tech solution. It was a real tech play. I'm like, oh. And it's it's going back to my first love, which is nonprofits. So uh, it was a combination of everything that I love. Community tech. Community and tech. So boom. We do that, and I remember Troy. Only reason he was able to build because he had took a he had got um, laid out from his job, or he left his job. It was one of I think his job closed, mm-hmm. and they gave him a severance package. And he was like, "Look, this how long we got? Mm-hmm. Let's build something." And we built something, and it was making money, but it wouldn't replace my six figure income money. With my for my wife and three kids, mm-hmm. so ultimately we had to sit that down before we sold it. It was something that we had to sit down. Well, talk about how y'all turned it to the investment too, though. Oh yeah, so like um because y'all because had, y'all had it's, mustard. it started out it started out so we realized the technology was genius. It was working for the yeah, nonprofit really thing. Was. So we were like, let's just spin off multiple products. So mustard was the platform that allowed nonprofits to round up. Then we started Investu, which was a community investment fund for black businesses, which was originally was supposed to be in Spendify's app. Yeah. That's how this all started. Yeah. And I, but not trying to leave Spendify and go directly to the black business, I was trying to give Antoine time to go come around. Mm-hmm. And when I realized he wasn't coming around, that's when I was like, all right, let's pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Investu, yeah. a combination of investment and SUSU. Mm-hmm. I know y'all got triggered. Some of y'all was suicidal. <laughs> but it was a dope app. Like you, you round up the change and then the nonprofit, I mean, the businesses submit pitch videos in the app and then the community would collectively vote who got the money. Yeah. 
Then we did Alum Up, which well, was. Well, let's talk about, because we talking about the entrepreneur thing, right? Right. So I like this part of the story specifically because yeah, you got to remember, Eldridge, I met Eldridge, he was doing Spinify. Eldridge just told y'all all his story. If you hear his story, Eldridge kind of has always been an independent entrepreneur person. Um, I always knew I could do it. Like I knew it was something to do or something, but I, I got kids. I need a, I need a job. Right. Work. It wasn't until I linked up with Eldridge, because I, I did the coffee gold thing. We made some money. It was cool. But coffee gold. But, you know, I also was with somebody at the time where we talked about how Charlotte would kill your dreams sometimes. And Charlotte was like, nigga, you got a degree, you need to go work. Fuck a business, you need to go work. Right. Cool. But me and Eldridge, I'm like, man, these niggas out here making his own money. And I saw that when a big bag comes in, I mean, that, that gives you enough leverage to go forward. And I started listening to Karen Hunter. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout out, Karen. And uh, she was like, get into tech, get into tech, get into tech. So. And and she also described getting into tech didn't mean you had to code. It's so much shit to do around it. Mm-hmm. Boom! So I'm in it. I'm hearing it, but the shit didn't work. Cool. I gotta get the job. Mm-hmm. Cool. Quick trip. And this is when I I must have had an entrepreneur bug because it's like I just couldn't work a job anymore. Like, I just <laughs> I could not. Keith yeah. owed me a black car for quick trip, bro. <laughs> And I'm gonna get that shit too. Why, but why did you owe me that? Like, why did I? Well, you look, know why? Can you oh, oh yeah, that's what it was. That's what I told everybody a couple episodes ago. My boy don't smoke, don't drink. That's why he, he, he pissed in the cup for me for that for that test. Uh, statute of limitations should be up. So, I, so I get that. But it's just like that bug. This is like, man, I just this like this. It, it just seeing seeing and, uh, Antoine and Eldridge build a dream. Right, mm. Spinify was y'all's dream. Right, and they always say when you work a company, you're working somebody else's dream. Right. And me, I'm not so big headed where I can't work in a, another person's dream. I understand it's, it takes a team. Right, but I'd rather do it with some brothers that I want to do it with. Right, not some random white people that's doing this gas shit. Right, so that shit hurt the fuck out of me. I just quit the job. I just fucked it. I, fuck it. It was. I remember. Cause Cause then we was, you you South by Southwest. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm about to get there. Cause see, cause see, now you got mustard, got investor. I quit, quit trip. Uh, I leave the house that I was staying with with the shorty and her mom because um, it, it was just time for me to go. Like mm-hmm. it, everything cool. Actually, I need to go by there and uh, see if she's her grass cut. But um, I was, I used to cut her mom grass. But she, uh, everything was cool. But I just had to go. So told my dad I broke down at the park. So I ain't gonna move in. I just need to move in. And dad was like, cool. She took damn job. I go work at this call center. You fuck with Eldridge. What, what, what happened? I got, I, you I, gotta I, tell that part too. I, 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 and I will. This is this what leads up to that because I, 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 my dad knew. My dad knows my story, so he knows where I'm at with shit. And he's just like, "Nigga, you need to get a job." So I literally get a job, and it's like ten minutes away from the house, call center, every morning nine to five, working. You know, just trying to figure out what I'm gonna do next. Neil's just still cool, but like that's like what he said, he's building. So we're not really talking. And I don't see him on the scene anymore. I haven't been seeing him at the community meetings. He's been building. I get a call three months into me working this job. <laughs> and my nigga, he said, hey, Keith, I told you. We went to New York last time. <laughs> and we're going again. I can't go without you. You got to come. I don't tell E I don't have time PTO. I don't tell him none of that. I just, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just don't know. I can't take off work. I know nothing of it. So I just leave. I go to New York with these niggas. I'm posting pictures. We don't care on the show. You know, <clears throat> then uh, we got snowed in. So we ended up staying there for like a whole week, bro. We, we were supposed to be there for two days. Because then we, we didn't drive up there. We, we dr- flew. No, we flew. No, we flew back. Did we drive? No, yeah, we drove up. We, yeah, we drove, drove up. up there. We, 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 and we drove up because we drove up because I remember because I was putting my keys on the side of the door. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because because it got snowed in. We were supposed to be there for three days or two days and come back. Got snowed in. We had to be there for the whole week. Only way out was to leave the car up there, get on the airplane, fly back. You know, we country boys. We saw the snow. It was like a blizzard. It was a fucking blizzard. Yeah, I went, I went, thinking, I went trying to, I went trying to do it. Then my damn keys in the damn car because we were supposed to be driving the car back. So this is the first. This is like the first infraction on like this nigga keeps just done up them left, quit his job, and I don't have my key to get back in. So my dad is like, "Look, you need to stop fucking with this nigga Eldridge." Like he, I, listen, I know because see, my dad also knows how I am with my friends, and he knows that like. If I believe in my friend, I'm going to go hard for my friend. Like, shout out to my boy, Eddie. When he was out there rapping, Southside Mafia shit, I was right there with his ass. You know what I'm saying? I, shout out to the blue boy. Five better seven. He know when I was in the frat, nigga, I became the fucking president. I put a lot of shit. Like, shout out to the coffee, my boy, TJ. Right. Like, anytime a friend, if I see it in my friend, I'm behind. You gone. So my dad was like, look, man, it's, you got a job. You, you need to be getting your shit together. So mind you, my job don't let me go. Oh. At a cost of I, I don't have no job. I don't have no job. Uh, a month, I think like the following month, you hit me up. <laughs> South by Southwest. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> My dad is pissed. I don't know, but man, we went to Austin. We went to New Orleans from Austin. Bro, we. Because that's when the lum up came. Hit it. They hit so many stories. So, 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 so we're spinning off different products. Yep. So eventually was first. We went to New York. We popped that in the Karen Hunter show. Yeah. Came back. Well, then we did alumni. We were like, bro, let's let's get uh my little sister Winnie. Yep. She's HBCU. Like she got a poster child for HBCU. And mind you, my dad don't understand why I'm getting up, meeting elders them during the day, not making no money. We just <laughs> trying to push whatever products we pushing. So uh we got a call while we was in South by Southwest that it, um Dillard, Dillard uh, University. Wants to meet with the president. Wants to meet with us, so we literally have to fly. Did we fly Winnie out? I'm trying to figure out how did Winnie get there. No, Winnie drove out because my mom was already mom working was on the job. That's when I, I first met Auntie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, and we drive from Austin <laughs> from Austin to, to New Orleans. Dang, 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 dang! In a big ass F-150 truck. Be- nice though. Yeah, it was. So. Uh, I remember we do the meet and they love it. Yeah. Sign up on the spot. Yeah. Um, and it's looking like we about to do this. Yeah. yeah. It's looking like we about to do this. Because y'all actually have money coming in too. I remember seeing the statement. I'm like, oh shit, Mustang invest like, okay. So, so money was coming in, but again, it wasn't married with three kids money. Dang, dang, dang. And Troy was married with three kids. And it wasn't no beef. It wasn't no drama. It was just necessity, bro. I got to get a job. Yeah. And him getting a job, this was a very tech-heavy solution. Yeah. So 
for the third time, I was forced to put some shit down. Yeah. Well, I wasn't forced with me, but I had to put, I was forced to put this down. Mm-hmm. And that put me into a depression. Two, two times in a row. Two times in a row. Two times in a row, I was forced for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. And that put me into depression. Not to mention going through stupid breakups. It's 2018. Y'all, y'all. Episode 28. Listen to the episode. Episode 28. Dang, dang, dang. Going through a stupid breakup. That was like, that shit was like, what the fuck? And I remember like, and I'm a, I'm what they call, and I'm not diagnosed with this, but I feel like this, like a high functioning depression, like person, like yeah. when I get depressed, you don't see it on surface, but I'll let certain shit just lag. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'll be slipping on some shit, I, I, like little minor mm-hmm. And I can always tell if I ever look at my to-do list and I'm like, why am I not doing this simple ass thing I'm supposed to be doing? Like, I'm probably depressed. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, so Keith is, I don't know if you always been, but he's a podcast head. Yeah, I, I started getting into, well, Karen Hunter. So yeah. when I started in Series 6 M, I got into podcasts and I've been listening. Yeah, so Keith. Keith has said I need to do a podcast before, well, but well, that, well, because that's the other part. Investors shuts down. We ain't working no more. Me and LG still cool, but you know, I know LG. I go hustle. I got to figure out what job to do. I'm still living in my dad's house. Then lost my call center job now. Fucking with Eldridge, and I keep hearing that all day from my dad. I don't know how I found IBNX. Shout out. Yeah. It was just down the road. Matter of fact, I know how I found it. I know how I found it because of Spendify, because. Uh, that was the time we were doing a lot of media blitz. Yeah. And y'all had to do seeing y'all had to do like a higher level interview. And you were just like, Keith, go to this radio station for us in oh, Laura Cross. I do remember and do this that interview. Shit. And that's when I met uh shout out to Ray uh nine. And I met them at the radio station. And I was like, I live five minutes from here, like it was right around the corner. So I was telling she's like, I live five minutes from here. Oh, okay, cool. So that's how I found out about the station. I remember that. And then once we went doing shit, I was just like, I need something to do. I wonder if they're hiring at that radio station. So I go down there, and you know, I'll probably do a whole podcast about IBNS one day. I'll probably have Trish come on one day. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. But, uh, long story short, um, almost the same situation, a little bit of working for no money. <laughs> my dad is like, <laughs> at least you're close. <laughs> the fuck are you? Well, my dad don't know. I'm just getting up every morning, leaving. <laughs> Going down to the station, and he's just like, "Are they paying you?" And she's giving me something, but I'm really learning this this radio podcast. Where you at? Shit, where you I'm l- at? You're learning, and and, and you found a, pu- a passion. Yeah, found, you, I found a passion. I finally found like this is me. And then I remember always trying to get Elsa to start a show at Ivy and Nathan. And and this is when we. This is where it all comes because yeah. I'm begging. I'm damn near like Elsa, just come sign on with Ivy and. Elz is almost like a, a hot independent rapper was like, I don't want to sign no deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> he want to get it on his own. And I was just like, nah, we can sign you over here. And he was just like, nah. You know, it reminds uh, me of uh, Brown Sugar when he was trying to sign Hey, look, and, and it was going back. Y'all got to realize it was going back to, I have just had to put two things down mm-hmm. that I was all the way in because another nigga controlled it. Mm-hmm. Or another nigga had enough control of it to fuck me up. Yeah. So in my breakup, my social media gets destroyed because I used to be made man. 
Man, I'm... Damn, damn. So, listen I, to the episode, because uh, I forgot about it, because that, that had a lot to do with some of this shit, too. Yeah, so, so I used to be made man. And I remember just like, you know, about to get ready to start redoing my brand again. And I remember saying to myself, I, I'm just laughing in my, I'm laughing right now. This is off subject, but I'm like, I've said, I remember a hundred million times on the podcast, but I do remember. So I was like, I'm not doing anything else unless I can control it. If just like, I was like, if I can't do it on my own, like, and I can't control the whole play, I don't want nothing to do because I'm a consistent dude. Yeah. And now I'm feeling super inconsistent. I'm feeling like, like I'm seeing people that like I see shout out to Christian and uh uh Nate yeah. over there at uh coins. Yep, remember that. The same platform as mustard. Them boys just uh stay down. They just closed another uh C round with some M's and they just hired their team damn. and they got their off. I love it. I'm proud for them. But what I'm saying is we had the same platform. Yeah. I would argue a little better tech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not arguing at the time, yeah, for sure. Not even no hating. I'm just saying I love them guys. Yeah. But I'm seeing guys be consistent and win. I'm seeing. And not, not just I, that, I gotta. Y'all, y'all I just started going to the gathering spot too. So it was like, yeah. So I got a relationship with Sharif for We Buy Black. So I'm seeing We Buy Black do numbers, and I only met him because in the height of it, Spinify is like. So I'm seeing two things that could have been everything I wanted them to be, but they had to end. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I'm not doing that again. So, I was like, you know what? What can I do? I literally laid out all my skill sets. So, I had to go back to the, what do I really want? So, the acting thing definitely came up again. Mm-hmm. And I like, I don't want to. Like, at this point, I done already made money. Made some money. Now, I'm trying to, like, I just want to get paid. I want to get paid. I want to get back to doing business like i know i can do business and win so i didn't want to do that i didn't come i don't want to do that i want to do it but i don't want to do it i don't want that to be my thing the next time i come to the world yeah so i started doing these i said i'm a consult let me just start consulting that's that's something i can do it's it's easy i know it i'm a, i'm i'm a pit back up to speaking <laughs> Like, but now the ET thing is kind of played out a little bit. Every it's like the ET had started getting the young ETs, and you know, well, everything kind of because it, it's like that happened, and then like the tech, like all the funding kind of stopped. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's just uh, everything started with being in flux. So it's like I don't really want to be the motivational speaker guy. Like I just want to be the guy that it's like I want to be the guy like. Bill Clinton was the president, but he just so happened to play the saxophone. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be something that can so happen be a motivational speaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't trying to make that my thing. I wasn't trying to pursue that. And I started doing these lunch and learns where I was charging people $100 to 
to sit down and you buy me lunch and all we do is talk about your business for an hour. And I was so surprised when people started buying it. And I remember stopping it after my second one because the dude signed up and it was so excruciating, painful to just listen to somebody scattered, unthought out ideas. Like it was just like, bro, this not this not worth it. This not worth a hundred dollars. It just wasn't. I was like, I I, I gotta try at least a hundred and fifty two hundred. And then it becomes unaffordable. Like, so I'm really trying to figure this shit out. And Keith came to me again. And he didn't come for me for IBMX. He was like, let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. So here's the epiphany moment. I go to, I'm rock, now I'm rocking heavy with Derek. Me and Derek, by this time, me and Derek, super cool. We go to. And, and timeline-wise, this is. This is 2018. This is like, yeah. This is like towards the end of 2018. Yeah. So, Derek, we go to Egypt and Morocco. I mean, Egypt and Ethiopia. Yeah, and I remember it being in my room, sweet. Well, hold on. Pause real quick. When did you get the West Care job? Oh, that was 2018. That was 2018. And the only reason got it because I had. Ashley and her daughter. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I needed consistent, you know, trying to be a man or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm on the Nile River, overlooking the river, and I'm like, bro, this is the life I want. And I'm not going to get this. And I want to be, I'll bring my family and my friends out. And I, I remember calling you and I said, bro, I just ordered all the equipment. I don't know if you remember this phone call because we had, I had the equipment. You had sent me the links and I had spent my last on ordering our first podcast. Oh, that, that had to be 2019 then. Yeah, yeah it was 2019. It was 2019. Yeah, because. Because we had the maid life. The maid life is when we first started the first. Yeah, can we first. So like we, the first part. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. The first podcast was the maid life. The maid life. And that was Keith. I told Keith I wanted to do it. But I was still holding on to the pad. I was trying to go back to what was consistent. May, yeah. That, that, and that's why I wanted you to bring it up. Because yeah. I, I wanted I wanted people to hear, like, for a hot minute, it could have been old. And I know you were talking about how you got to just eligible, but that's part of it, too. Yeah. I remember, I remember that conversation. Our last, yeah. our last night in the studio, basically. Yeah, because I... Before you went on your trip. Because I was trying to... Uh, I was trying to... I was trying to go back to what was familiar. I was, it was, it was, I was embarrassed because I felt, because I talk big shit. I talk big shit because I feel like I can back it up. Uh, I'm like, man, I got niggas around me killing it right now. And all my friends are successful. So I'm a little embarrassed. I ain't hating on these niggas, but I'm embarrassed because I'm like, bro. And I know the only reason I'm not successful because I wasn't consistent. And I know the only reason I wasn't consistent because for whatever reason, the partnership didn't work. So I remember trying to figure out what to do. I can't think of a new thing. So I'm going to go back to May. And trying to bring that up. And and we're going to talk about that too because I feel, I, I've even resorted back to that a few times. I think Maid is a default resort when I get lost. 
because I'm in such a learning curve. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I go back to what I. Well, that and, you know, ultimately at your heart and your it, core. I love it. You lo- it's like how I feel about math. If, if, yeah. we, if we get a million dollar deal and we can just be set for the rest of our lives and they say, okay, now what do you want to do? I'm going to teach math. Yeah, and, and I'm going to do work. You, the work with, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. That's why. You know I mean? Yeah, because I do, I do be trying to go back to it. Like, I'll be like, I love her. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so we did a made life. The made life is cool. Can you insert the intro right here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, like insert the intro. Like, what? Just like you remember the little intro we used to do for every episode. Yeah, like sound quality crazy. Uh, we still in studio <laughs> time out of Keith IBNX studio. He ain't even there no more, but he still got the code. So we going in like twelve o'clock in the morning. But I remember saying this was cool, but it wasn't consistent. Well, we, that's when we start lining up because. Just like with you, another motherfucker is in control of what you're trying to do. Not motherfucker, just respectfully. Yeah. Uh, it's in control, and that's when I started leaving it out because I'm telling her, podcast is the way of the future. Not radio, ra- yeah. Not, not internet radio. Internet yeah. radio is cool, but what internet radio wanted to do, podcasting is doing, and we ain't got to pay these regulations. So that was our fight. You know what I'm saying? And so that's when that's, we start lining up. So that's when we line up. So Keith having issues with his. I'm ready to start something new, but I want to control it. Like this podcast stuff is cool because people are liking it. Yeah. People people actually listen to the podcast. They like the uh I got people shouting out saying they want to uh you know they want to be on it. I'm having I'm actually having fun with it. It's in the lane of entertainment. I always knew I wanted to use my personality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's in a it's in a lane of entertainment. So I'm in Africa, and I call Keith, and I say, "Bro, I just ordered all the equipment." Yeah, because we were talking about, it and I showed you the kit. I was like, "Yeah, this is all we because this is low key the smaller version of what we had at the radio station." Yeah, I was like, "Bro, this is all we need, and we can just do this shit." And I remember spending every dime I had that night on that, on the mics, on the, you know what I'm saying, like. Yeah. And I called you. I said, bro, all I, 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 I remember this. I said, bro, we have to be consistent. Well, well, we could be, could be jumping, could be so excited. We're here to this point. Also, this is where Eldridge's character really shines. And people be wondering why I rock with Eldridge the way I do, despite all the shit. Like, this is my boy. Because I remember telling you how fucked up I was. You had just got on that West Coast. Mm-hmm. And you were like, it ain't gonna be full, but it's gonna be a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because you remember, I was with Shawty, and yeah. I was doing, I was doing Uber drive. I was mm-hmm. hustling on the Uber and the DoorDash and shit, and I needed something consistent. And we were doing this, and once again, you know, we talk about all the time, like part of that killing your entrepreneur spirit is who you share your dreams with and who's in your ear. And yeah. At the time, like, I, I love my girl now, but at the time, that time, that first iteration. We just was not rocking, and the money just wasn't coming, and she really did not believe in this podcast thing. And I just remember, <laughs> I just remember, and I'm laughing because, ladies, you got to think about this. I'm going to set up the scenario. You're dealing with a nigga who really ain't making no bread. Everything he hunt and kill, he eat, you drive Uber. So the how much is the gas bill? $100? Let me go drive, right? So all of a sudden, nigga come up with all this studio equipment, and he practicing in the living room. <laughs> Like, where you get all this fucking money from? You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to tell you, like, 
this is where I'm trying to go. So I just remember that whole. <laughs> I just remember that whole time because, like, this is where me and you really start locking in. We aligned. We aligned again. Like all the way, and, and it made sense. We always been cool, but this made sense. Yeah. yeah. So, I was like, bro, we just have to be consistent. I don't care, and I, I, I don't care about no money. I don't care about no team. Yeah. Let's be consistent. So I'm like. Bro, you got the equipment. I'm all in. Let's go. And then I was like, that's when you gave me the worst care job. Because Charlie was tripping. I was like, man, I'm going to be in second line. I'm going to have to pack it up. No, 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 no. Just before I moved no, out. No, I moved out. No, 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 yeah, yeah. But where you at? I thought you was at West Care by now. Then I was there, but. Yeah, yeah. So you was, at, yeah. you was at West Care. Oh, girl. Yeah. So you and your girl, she was like. It's tripping, yeah. It's tripping. So. That when I said Keith, <laughs> look at me, Keith. Because I was like, I was like, look, West Kid cool, but it's only part time. I had two kids. I, I, I'm fucking with you on this podcast shit, but I don't know. And I gotta go back home, bro. I know I can get it at home. And then I tell you, I said I'll be back. I just, I just, <laughs> I just figure out the name of this episode. Lunchpad. Yeah. Because now enters the lunchpad. Lunch Not only the launch pad, your boy got another car. <laughs> dang, 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 dang. <laughs> Love, what's up, funny? Oh, I got another girl. <laughs> dang, 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 dang. Edit point. Oh, man, edit point. So, and, and this is how I know where we are and what we're doing is so divine. And I know I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Because at the time, you needed a spot. And I was renting a room, but I was like, you know, I'm going to go get a spot mm-hmm. just so my boy can stay. Because we was like, you was trying to help me because I was moved into your apartment you know, with the with the crazy situation, you had the double apartments. With the you know, like, but that fell apart too. So you know what I'm saying. So we was like at that point, and you're right, it had to yeah. be divine at the time. Because, yeah, but because yeah. I I had called, shout out to Mr. Griffin, called Mr. Griffin. I said, Mr. Griffin, I need to rent a house. I need to rent somewhere. I need somewhere to stay. I need to be affordable. I ain't trying to pay. You know, because I just was paying yeah. seventeen, yeah. eighteen hundred a month yeah. on that shit then. So I was like, I'm definitely not going back to that. Mm-hmm. That's not sustainable for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so he was like, I'll see if I can find something. Three days later. Dang, 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 dang. This man calls me and says, My friend is leaving, moving to Columbia. And she needs somebody to house sit for her. Man, stop playing with me. What? I'm the first nigga to, to do all type of shit. <laughs> and didn't you go with me to meet them? Because they wanted yeah. to interview us. They wanted to interview us. They wanted to interview us. Because, yeah, because, because Keith, look, you got the car. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember Elsa was like, Keith, this is the, the lady in the apartment, but I don't need the car. She got a car, too. 
And I was like, where? You was like, yeah. So, so, so she I got, this. she was giving me the house. And she was giving and me the she car. she was giving Keith the car. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. So, and then the house was at, for the low. Yeah, it was super. It, it was like 700. The house was low. The car note was low. Like, Everything was like what we needed to keep going. Her, it, 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 it just lined up. That's we call that house the lunch pad. That that that's why we always talk about the lunch pad. That was the lunch pad. Not only that, because it took to full circle. It's like the e house. You know what I'm saying? A place where you can come and, and be creative and get your shit done. Because like at the time, this is all a dream, man. And, and, and you know we we always talk about it. And, and, and this episode is long. It's about two hours. And I'm glad we did it like this. Because yeah. when people ask, why his name just tells you what he did? People ask, why is he the CEO and why is he the president? When people ask, you know, we have all these new shows rolling out. And they were wondering, like, why is it called? Because of this fucking story we're telling y'all right now. Like, <laughs> it's not it's not just it's not just Eldridge because his name is Eldridge. It's just Eldridge because I remember being there with you. And talking about it, and it's like, bruh, it got to be just E. It got to be just something that can be put on you that can't be taken. You know what I'm saying? Like Can't you, be slowed down. It can't, can't be, be slowed down. Because I'm not going to stop. Yeah, and, and, and I ain't going to stop with you. That's why I know how important this is because I, I know it's still a level of trust you put in me. Right. Running these boards and doing the audio and all that. Because yeah, I still don't know how to do something. It, well, that and because you've seen it. like you, You've been through a couple partners where shit happens. And then whatever part they were bringing, because one thing about you, you know how to partner real well. You know how to bring your skill set and another person's skill set. Right. But if yours was the lead, that person won't be the same. And if they were the lead, you won't be the same. Right. So that's why I'm like so committed to this the way that I am. And people be wondering like, why? It's like, nigga, we just told you the whole story. Yeah. And I'm going to be real. We didn't know what we were talking about when we came here today, (laughs) which is crazy two hours later. Well, that's how I know we pot. You're going to get some more stories about it later because you're going to be like, well. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, and, 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 yeah, so that's how that's how Jess Elders got here. Yeah. Jess Elders got here because, one, I was looking for, I was trying to redo my social media, mm-hmm. and I wanted just my name, Eldridge. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't available. And I was like, man, I wish Jess Eldridge was available. And Jess Eldridge came. So then we stopped doing the uh, May Life. We said just other podcasts. Cause also, too, because the content. Yeah. Because the May Life had you. We want, we want May Life, I was pigeonholed. Yeah. I was pigeonholed, and I was like, just Elders is me. Elders is community. He's, you know, you know, he tell, it's like we can talk about everything. Family. And I could bring on anybody I wanted to bring on, like I do on the show. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, at the end of the day, it can be just Elders. I.E. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to have no guests. And we'll call this episode the Launchpad 1.0 because there's more after this yeah. that we definitely got to get into no, as well. I, no, I'm about to get into I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up, but I'm about to get to that. So the house is going perfect. The house, where we at, we, we're staying consistent. We, we working. We doing our thing. Going back to what you said, do you feel like it is to the detriment of making decisions for your family. Mm. I'm in a situation where I'm straight. Yeah. 
pandemic. It's not pandemic yet. It's not a pandemic yet. It's about to be. Yeah. But my dad gets sick. Yes. My dad gets sick and he needs help. So I shut down that spot. Yeah. And we move in with my dad. Yeah. The difference is I at this spot I had my own room and everything. Yeah. Over here I was like, well, cause I even told my dad, I was like, well, Keith gotta come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> so you had a and it was a nice spot. It was actually Well We I, called it lunch pad at one point uh one point five. We call it, I, I like the experience because it made me realize I never want to stay in that type of apartment ever. Like you always see those type of apartments. You're like, ooh, it's yeah, gonna be ooh. It's in bucket, like it's in bucket. <laughs> We had the. <laughs> it, it was it was cool. Then once you got to do with the parking and the dog barking dogs, and you got no yard outside. And that ain't little shouter though. It it this it was I mean it was straight shoulders and stuff. You know what I'm saying? The, the ambiance, but it's like adding it all up. I'm like, yeah, I don't got to stay in one of these. Yeah. So, can we call that? We called that too. We called well, it lunch pad too. Well, what happened was we called it too because remember but, your dad was supposed to leave. It, That's what happened. Your so, dad was supposed to leave so, and then the yeah. pandemic hit. Yeah, so my dad was supposed to leave and it was and supposed we, to And we thought we were going to have the be, buckhead. It was going to be our back to the back. And, and one thing my dad does really good, he does, he furnishes his spots really well. Yeah. So it's furnished. So, so, you, <laughs> so you bring Shoulders in and Shoulders looking at it. Push too bad like a big bitch. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, y'all got the you looking at some grown man shit, right? <laughs> yeah. So this one like a place that's nice enough to kick it in the living room. For sure. For we sure. all don't have the apartments that's room based only, bro. Nah, this is this is living room based, but it it it, it worked it worked out for the way it was, but that pandemic hit. So yeah. when the pandemic hit I'm still trying to, again, help my dad doing that process. And we stayed down though. Like that was, that was, that was like a real test because a lot of podcasts stopped. A lot of podcasts didn't stop. A lot of podcasts didn't stop. Stay creating. And I don't, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where. Yeah. and that, and I feel like because we're towards the end, we missing points because we also got to remember during that time how we left that old spot, right? Mm-hmm. And we was just potting, and we were potting consistently. But remember, we was always trying to find a place every week. Oh yeah, it was about like Insert. where where we're we going to record. You know, say every week, and then insert somehow, floor. So I'm at I'm at a community meeting. I know this shit so random, y'all, but y'all just hearing the real. Um, I'm at a community meeting. For West Care, presenting, and this guy was like, "Yo, you need to come bring that to my community." Because if you know MPUV, it's multiple neighborhoods: Mechanicsville, People's Town, Adair Pittsburgh. Park, Pittsburgh. And I'm like, "What's your, what's your community?" He said, "Pittsburgh." I'm like, oh, "I want LG." He said, I'm, "I'm Johnny Floyd." I'm saying, "Floyd, man, you know." I said, "What you know about the Floyds and Monroe?" He said, "Those are the only Floyds that exist." This is my granddaddy's oldest. Grandchild, yeah, that's what Johnny is. Yeah, my cousin Johnny, he's the, he's the oldest grandchild, and um, no, 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 my bad, oldest nephew, nephew, because your granddad, yeah, yeah, your granddad's brother, yeah, yeah, my granddad's brother's son, yeah. so it's his oldest nephew, and from there, man, 
And it's why I'm so gang gang with family. Cause he's the epitome. He's the he's the epitome. And I now I feel bad that we ain't stopped when we rode by. I know. I feel bad we I was gonna say that, but I just felt like you wanted to work, but I mean, we we did want to get to work, but now, you know, you like, that's why you got to go down memory lane. Yeah, just here, because I met him on the very next day. He gave me a key to his office. He said, it's yours. I was there. I remember that shit. I was just like. He gave Keith a key because Keith, my family. <laughs> Bro, I, I just remember him breaking this shit down to you like, this is what family is supposed to do. And it's just. Seeing that right there is like, I'm. I, that's what the black community needs to get back to. You right. Know what I'm you just fucking with your family, and it's the other part of if you quit your journey on this entrepreneurial thing, what you building, you never know what God has lined up for you just to keep it going. Like we, like when we, ever since we started doing this shit from IBNX stealing studio time and buying equipment, we did not know some of this shit. We just knew we need to record every week. We didn't know where we was going to live. We didn't know how we was going to drive to get there. We didn't know we had studio time. We and it's, it's just, but my thing is, it, it always worked out. It worked the fuck like, out. Like, when you just think about, I needed a place to stay for both of us. Keith needed a car. <laughs> Two days later, a woman is leaving out the country and needs someone to take over her house and, and her car. Come on, man. You can't tell me. Like, man, stop playing man, with me. Stop playing with me, man. <laughs> man, stop playing with me. What? <laughs> Bruh. So it's like, when I think about that, I'm like, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. I know where I'm where, And I always get this analogy, uh, biblical analogy. When I, t- when I talk about Moses and the Red Sea, they say, he split the Red Sea, whatever, blah, blah. What do you believe it, not believe it? Here's my point. For him, when he was running from them and he was on the beach, you can see, if you ever go to the beach, you can see the beach from the very top. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He could have literally right there turned around, tried to run a different direction, but he walked all the way to the water. And I feel like that's a message in that you got to go all the way to the edge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And all and that C for some people is funding, right? Mm-hmm. You might need funding. You don't know how you're going to get over that sea of funding. But if you just stay looking at the problem from the top of the beach, you're never going to get to it. Yeah. You have to go all you have to do everything you know you can do to get there. Yeah. Do that and the rest is going to handle itself. And, and you have to believe. That's why I said yeah. I get that positive attitude thing from you. Like how Elsa's always joking the pod. Like he knows me. He knows my attitude. He knows when I don't want to. You know, if y'all thought it was bad, if y'all think that's bad, you should see when y'all first first met Elsa. <laughs> like when I, if some shit going on, I don't want to talk to nobody. But he made me realize like shit can be going on, but bro, you got to smile through this shit because it's the one that's supposed to happen, right? Two. You're really more so mad you can't control the situation. So what do we got to do to get it up so we can control the situation? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've just been working like that ever since. You know what I mean? Like, we got to keep it going. So, you know, we just did, last week we did an episode specifically for our Patreon users. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of mm-hmm. showing them love for them supporting us. But, I mean, that's this kind of what this is for y'all. It's, this is where we at. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all about to see a lot of dope shit come from this podcast. Like, I've landed here. Like, I've, I've seen confirmation of somebody else who just had a major win today. But I know that win was through consistency of focusing on what they're supposed to focus on. For me, with this just as media, like, I get frustrated because I don't, I don't, want, I don't get to run as fast as I want to run. Because sometimes I need more funding to do that. Like, if I... If in a perfect world, I could be paying Keith to record Monday through Friday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In a perfect world, I would have three camera men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in a perfect world, like, we have a studio. We wouldn't be turning the house into the cell. You know what I'm saying? It would be, be like the studio that we lock up or, hell, we just there 24-7 because we're just all the creator space. Right. Right. Cast space, right. But... Until I get there, this is my version of going to the edge of the sea. And we're going to keep going. And we're going to keep going, and we ain't going to stop. I don't care what happened, who don't show up, bite. Man, you will get some shit. stop playing with me. <laughs> Quit fucking playing with me, man. Like, we're going to make it happen, bro, with a guest or without a guest. Like, and, you know, I'm just telling y'all to get down. I just told y'all my whole story, bro. Like, yeah. Obviously, there's stuff mixed out of there. Like, we can dive deeper on every one. I'm just telling you how I landed here, and it wasn't by accident. None of this was by accident. I'm supposed to be here. We're doing it exactly how we know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? And But the biggest thing, we want to do it with y'all. So, um, like I said, man, we're moving with intention now. If you hear the whole story, it sounds like we it happened. But I don't think we planned it the way we planned it. Right. These next five, oh, it's planned. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, it's intention setting in, and we still gonna move our faith. Right. Because shit gonna happen. We didn't plan for that pandemic. This shit just happened. And we did not stop. And we did not Zoom. Right. <laughs> we did. You know what I'm saying? We did. We ain't gonna Zoom. <laughs> we ain't gonna Zoom, man. Oh. I know you can edit this out. Because I'm just waiting on him. But saying that to say, man, um, Keith, I appreciate you, bro. Like, and me and you have conversations all the time, and it's it's not to be, it just to know that you know that I don't question whether shit gonna get done. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, now sometimes it's like, is the time? What time we gonna get? Like. Tell me better. I listen. And even that, I used to listen to the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. bro, like for real. Like I used to, I used to literally before it go out. Before it go out, used to listen to the whole thing and send all the edits. And definitely, I know. I think it was before then, but I definitely know episode fourteen. That shit was done. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, we even talk about the upgrades on the movie. It's like I I love doing this, and I feel like. This because I'm gonna call this Launchpad 1.0. When we do Launchpad 2.0, we're gonna have even more to talk about because, like, is this 1.0 though? We 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 call this no, no, 2.5. No, 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 I'm talking about the episode. Oh, okay, we call the episode Launchpad 1.0 because we're gonna, cause hell, we got to talk about y'all seen it on camera, y'all seen the upgrade on camera, you know what I'm saying? We right. got to talk about all how, of that. how it came in, you know what I'm saying? How Mark came in, mm-hmm. and how, like, and then. After that, where we going to? Because we had y'all gonna see more shows we talked about on here. We have more shows. We have more. It's a lot of things going on. But ultimately, well, this is actually supposed to be a, a whole different podcast too. That's why we can't call this lunch pad. Yeah, 
1.0. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll take this off. But look, man, I I say this every single week. And I mean it every single week. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Just Elder Podcast. <laughs> Yo, fuck you, Kanye, first and foremost, for making me do this shit, you motherfucker. <laughs> I had to throw everybody out the motherfucking room, because they don't fuck me. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. Yeah. Y'all just heard my last call. <laughs> if you know, you know. Was that an instrumental? That way you get to talk over the instrumental. <laughs> you said Big Brother. I ain't know you were talking about this. Hey, what's up?